All right, we are back with another episode of the Wrestling Dave's Podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg. I'm here with Austin and Adonis. Austin, what's going on? Hey, not too much. Adonis, I called you by your government name. We usually call you Donnie here. What's what's happening with you, my man? Either or. Um, have you ever been stapled? Have I have I been to staples? Like No, have you ever been stapled? Like, you know, sometimes it's a spot in wrestling, typically indie promotions. One of the wrestlers will staple the other guy. Occasionally, a guy will get hit by his own staple. Um, that's what happened to me on Tuesday. Maybe, I maybe wrestling. I don't know what a just, staple is. What, what, what is a staple? Stapler, and you know, wouldn't you know what the dang thing? You're talking about like in a, in a in a hardcore match when someone takes a stapler and like like who's the guy in AEW? Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, yeah. Or occasionally in an office setting when you're fidgety, and you stapled yourself this week. Yes. Um, in an office setting. Yeah, in in terms of like a pain threshold situation. Yeah, on a one to ten scale, maybe about a five. It's about as bad wow. as you would expect. You wouldn't want to redo it. I okay. I, I, and, I, uh, let me interrupt you there and say it's not the worst. Thing. Austin, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I don't think I'd expect a stapler to be and a it, five on the one to ten scale. I have some questions. Was okay. was this on purpose or no? You see, I was playing with a stapler, and so accidentally. I closed it a little bit, and then a uh-huh. staple came out into my finger oh okay nail side or bot like finger no no no. the sharp side how it comes out of the no but i mean i mean your side no no your your nail like into your bottom of your finger yeah the fleshy part okay this does sound like it would be a little less than a five to be honest like not not too much worse than like a cat scratch right like a really bad cat scratch or a puncture right just like give her punctured yourself like give her just i don't know touch on the pointy just um one time i fell off of austin's fence and I was punctured by nails. Ah, I remember that. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I I didn't expect stapling yourself to be the, the the way we started this podcast, but it did have a wrestling in the hardcore connection. So I, I I'm proud of you for bringing this up. That's that's a good way to mix in your daily life with uh w- w- with the podcast. And in short, hello. <laughs> Yes, hello. Uh, we are back. Uh, last week, we kind of had a slow week. We just went over the shows and tried to take up as much time as possible, and we succeeded. Uh, thank you to all who listened and uh, who gave feedback. Um, this week, we're going to try to keep the uh, breakdown of the shows really short. We're still going to try to run through Raw, SmackDown, AW, NXT, uh, but we planned a watch-long. We asked you on Twitter, at uh, MSC Pro Wrestling is our main Twitter, and then my personal Twitter, where a lot of you guys follow me for ratings and other stuff like that is at Dave B. Rosenberg. So um, if you follow on either of those, I'm sure you saw the question, uh, which Royal Rumble do you think is the best? I think I asked, which do you think is the best ever? And that was intentional because I figured if we're going to watch one and we're going to do our first watch along of this podcast, it should be the best, right? And the Royal Rumble's coming up. So the best Rumble just made sense. Uh, it was pretty unanimous and it was the 1992 Rumble. I think all of us have heard at some point about the 1992 Rumble, but I don't know uh, if either of you guys have ever watched it. I personally have never seen it. So, yeah, I neither have I. Uh, I'm a big, as we mentioned last week, I'm a big fan of the Royal Rumbles. Uh, this is one that I have not seen yet. Uh, it's pretty widely acclaimed by both critics and fans. I've, I've seen a lot of people say that this is the top Rumble to watch, but uh, I'm excited to watch Right, so it sounds like all three of us are in like a very similar position. It's eluded us, but we all know uh, that it's supposed to be really great. I think I'm pretty sure I know who wins the Rumble. I won't say it, so I, anyone who doesn't know doesn't get it spoiled. Um, but 
obviously when you i think the best part about rewatching old wrestling uh because you know the thing about sports is like with regular sports you have to watch it like usually in time but the best thing about wrestling is that it has like the story element to it and it's a forced story so there's way more like replayability on the things because it's almost like a constant greatest hits moment. You would never really just have like a dull moment on, on a pay-per-view or something called the Royal Rumble, like a big four. So um, being one of the earliest rumbles, I, I don't know. I don't know what number this is. I feel like it's number five, maybe, or number three. I'm not even sure. But um, I just feel like that this is a, uh, it's got great replayability. Uh, 20, what is it? 21, 20, almost 30 years later. So let's get on to the uh, Raw and SmackDown reviews and the AEW and NXT reviews, and then we'll go to our watch along. We'll uh, do a little, uh, I'll give some instructions before we do the watch along so that you guys can queue it up, but we are going to be watching on the WWE Network. So if you do have the WWE Network, make sure that you uh, set it up and look for the 1992 Royal Rumble. I'll give you more specific instructions in a bit. Yeah, just as a, a quick side note, I just looked it up. Uh, 88 was the first Rumble, so this would make uh, 92 Royal Rumble number five. Right. Okay. I thought I was an odd number. I didn't know if it was three or five. Um, and we all know the poster for this Rumble. I think it's really I, impressive that they managed to get everybody from the poster in here. I actually don't know the poster. Is it just, is it famous in some way or are there a lot of big names just on the front? No. no um, yeah, it's just, it's like a hand-drawn situation mm, right. with everybody. It's something that really stands out. Uh, right. I feel like I feel like all the posters nowadays are so generic. It's just big block letters for simplicity, and then and it's then, got Drew McIntyre on the front and Goldberg. Yeah, this is a really cool one. It looks like a comic book. Right. It's back when things were more novel. I feel like in WWE now it's more uh, plug and play in the system. Before we get to the reviews, uh, I don't think Austin watched much more than AW this week. So if you hear him quiet for a lot of this, uh, that's why I'm not bullying him into submission. And then Donnie, I think you watched everything but NXT this week. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we'll start with Raw. Um, they did a modest 1.854 in the ratings this week. Uh, if you're wondering from a percentage point, that's up 2% overall. Um, that's nice. Up is always good. Uh, under 2 million is usually pretty bad, but it was MLK Day. I don't know if people do stuff, especially during a pandemic on MLK Day, but holiday numbers are holiday numbers, so we won't look too much into that. The first hour uh, started with a nice tribute to MLK. I know that it's uh, said often that Vince McMahon's one, one of his personal heroes is Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, I can't call bullshit on that. I don't know him, but it just feels like uh, not a bad person to pick. Certainly not a bad person to pick, but it, it, it's a, it always interests me, like w the things that Vince finds himself fascinated with. So he's really big advocate of MLK. Uh, so there's always like a really nice opening, and this was uh, this was the case again this year. I think all, all five years that I've watched wrestling, there's been this, and I'm always like, this is the national, the federal holiday that I just totally forget about, and and and, and he just nails it every time. So. Following the MLK tribute, uh, Randy Orton came out in a mask. You could kind of see the burns on his faces, so I guess they're trying to... They said that he suffered minor burns, which is not what it seemed like. It seemed like he suffered major burns, so I'm not sure if they've messed up their terminology or if this is just another horrible angle. But uh, yeah, Randy Orton, he has a mask on, and he says that he's going to main event WrestleMania. So I know um, that it. we kind of thought maybe he would be out of the uh, title picture, but it sounds like he's still determined to keep himself in it. You guys have any comments on that? I feel like we've seen a ton of Randy. Randy Orton right now to me is what John Cena was about five or six years ago. That's not the I worst think comparison. 
it's not a horrible comparison, but I think he's at the point now where I'm just fucking tired of seeing Randy Orton. Like he's, he's great. He's a legend. And I, I, I don't, you know, he, he should be on TV every week, but I don't want him in the title matches anymore. Uh, unless he, you know, I really feel like he's earned it and he's just, he, he, it's, it's at the point where it kind of feels like he's just being forced down our throats because they're trying to set records with him or whatever. I thought Adonis, before you say, before you go in, I just thought earlier in this pandemic era, because I can't even tell you honestly when things happened since COVID started, but I just remember that Randy Orton and Edge were really great when they were doing their feud. And I know Edge got hurt, so Randy's been kind of sidetracked, and he's obviously been doing things with The Fiend, he's been doing things with uh, Drew McIntyre. I, 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 I'm with you. I don't know if I want to see him anymore in the main event, but I know they're still trying to keep him relevant because they're stalled on those plans. If they were going to stall on those plans, I think they should have just had him win and then keep it while we're in like a lull time now and just have it kind of blend into one whole situation and then have Drew come out and win again. Right. With well, the I, big crowd and everything. Th- exactly. No, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think the thing that WWE forgets time and time again is that the best thing they can do for their talent is to take them off TV. There's so many people there. And whenever they take people off TV inevitably the tweets come don't you miss ronda rousey don't you miss charlotte flair don't you miss roman reigns don't you miss john cena admit it and then it gets hundreds of likes thousands of retweets and 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 this is the pattern and i don't see how they don't exactly know this i think orton um saying that he's going to continue to be in what's been the upper echelon of wwe programming is just not going to sit well with fans i could be wrong but uh, you know the ratings in the show—they dropped as it went on. I, so I, you know, maybe maybe, maybe there's something to that. I, I, it's it's not taking him off TV uh, months ago and bringing him back recently would have been much much better. I think you're right. Uh, I absolutely agree with that. And I think uh, the big thing that comes with that too is the uh, the big returns. Like who doesn't love a big superstar return after they've been gone for weeks or months with no real explanation? That's you know it's ratings gold right or i mean and we have i mean there's a rumble coming up right so yeah edge i mean i'm not saying edge is going to make another return at a rumble but it's entirely possible he had the triceps injury and i feel like he should be healed by now and they're kind of just waiting to sit on that program and that program is one to build up to wrestlemania so i think that you know having randy sit out and come back right now would have been way better than just having him announce it uh but you know WWE is going to WWE and they make a lot of money. So I can't always fault them for the things that they do. And Randy's been incredibly successful throughout his career. So, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say that he makes a bad move because he really honestly does. Except for that, uh, that, that, that weird match with Bray Wyatt a few years ago with the worms on the mat. That was the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. No, not, it wasn't the Firefly. No, it was, that was, it was some other house. It was the house, house, of horrors. house of horrors match. Yes. Horrors. That was so, mm. Mm. Anyways, back to Raw. Uh, we had tag team champion Charlotte Flair defeat Peyton Royce in a 12-minute match. Uh, that's still going. I, each week, I can't tell if Charlotte is a healer babyface, um, and especially she's still got the Lacey and uh, Ric Flair thing going on. So week by week, it's just kind of uh, stalling. But Charlotte's oh, actually on yeah. both shows, so uh, you know we get plenty of her. 
Lacey posted some uh, photos on social media this week wearing some of Ric Flair's robes. Oh, wow. Mm. Which <laughs> yeah. I, WWE has gone leaned into the sex implications and the violent stuff way more. I know they said they wouldn't, but it's, uh, you know, and, and I don't I don't hate it. I think people Lacey Evans is attractive. She's got that. Uh, we'll say. Vince McMahon look the kind that, you know, he likes, uh, you know, blonde, Tall attractive blonde. and, um, you know. So I, we'll see where that goes. I think it's uh, not the worst thing in the world. It's just a bit odd after uh, you know all the other women's programs that we've had in the in, in the past few years. Uh, Lashley stomped on Riddle's foot backstage. I'm not even sure why I wrote that down in my notes because it led to a match later that I thought was going to be important, but it ended up not being that important. Uh, then we had Mace of Retribution with a lot of his Retribution cronies beating Xavier Woods. I guess Xavier Woods is now the whipping boy of Retribution because I believe this is back-to-back weeks. He's lost to uh, T-Bar and now Mace. So I don't know if Reckoning is the next one that he's going to lose to. I believe that's uh, Mia Yim. But things are not going well for Xavier Woods. And I just wonder if this is a WWE's way of bury him, burying him. As he goes to G4 to do his, because uh, he's going to have a show. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think that uh, I think that that may be a possibility. Is he not going to be sure. wrestling while doing that? Yeah, I yeah, would I imagine that he would take some time off to film, especially with COVID. I don't know. Oh. I know that WWE said that they're not going to be giving the wrestlers, like they're not going to be setting up the wrestlers COVID tests, even though they're the essential workers and all that. So I, depending on. I guess this G4 show and how they shoot it. If it's remote, I don't think it affects the schedule at all. But if it's not remote, uh, you know, 2021 is a is a, is a weird world. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that remote. What they're doing with Xavier Woods is because Kofi's injured right now. Right. So Retribution's kind of setting up a feud against is he the injured? Day. I think he's... I know they said yeah. he's dealing with a jaw thing, but... Whatever I know it is, there are not on TV. right. I think yeah. I think there's a lot of spe- speculation on whether or not he has COVID, but I mean that's not for me or COVID anyone Kingston. Else. Okay, yeah. I guess COVID Kingston would be the natural joke there. Anyways, hour two of the show started with Alexa's playground featuring Oscar. Uh, this Alexa Bliss character, I'm back and forth on. I I really appreciate Alexa Bliss and her dedication to it. But having her swing in a chair and pretend that the fiend's ghost is next to her and that Asuka can't sit in the chair or swing because the fiend is taking it up is just beyond me. I, I The supernatural shit, it it can be cool, uh, but sparingly. And I think that this is just a bit too much for me, especially if I, on a three-hour show. I You know, I can see why at hour two things start to plummet because... I'm really not going to tune for another two hours of this show if it's going to be uh, Asuka. And then immediately after, they tease the Miz and, Morris, uh, Miz and Morrison segment. So uh, if you like, I know a lot of people tune into Raw for the entertainment side of wrestling, but sports entertainment, if you will, I guess. That's what WWE likes to call it. But I think it uh, hurts more than it helps these days, and I think the ratings kind of back that up. Uh, following... Ms. Morrison, we had Shayna and Nia backstage, pretty much just doing more stuff, uh, talking about the Rumble. Shayna said that she would go through Nia if she had to. Nia obviously didn't like that, but it's not really news that they're not friends with each other. They're they're a tag team, but it's a classic WWE trope of they don't get along and they're going to break up. So look for that at the Rumble, I suppose. Uh, Jeff Jarrett had a video from home. I should note uh, they're being at least being safe with him I, I you know you didn't need to bring him in the studio for that and and that's a positive uh he predicted goldberg would beat drew at the rumble so i guess we're still barreling ahead with this 
I, we're not acknowledging the fact that Drew might not be able to be there. I mean, he had he has COVID, you know. So it's 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 interesting well, I, that they're still pushing forward. No, I thought they said Drew was going to be on next Raw. They did, yeah. but how do they know? Like, I, well, he, I mean, he tested positive what a week and a half ago. I suppose. I, so I guess is the assumption that he's tested negative. I guess I didn't hear that he's tested negative. Is that? Is yeah, that I mean, I haven't heard any news on it yet either. But I mean, it gives him plenty of time. Like I. I you know, I mean, like it's it's going to be a little risky going forward with it, no matter what. Right. I think I, well, he's that, not going to wrestle with COVID. That's I'm right. not worried about that. I just think, right. Um, I they never really treated this as like, uh, you know, a threat. And it's like COVID. You know, I've seen. You know, I've heard stories of people say that it. You know, it goes back and like you have a good day and then you have a really bad day. So I just, uh, you know, I hope. I guess that they're sure is my point that uh, Drew and Goldberg will be happening at the Rumble. And Jeff Jarrett is so confident of Goldberg, even though I bet. <laughs> Nine out this of ten people of are going to say Drew, right? They're like one hundred percent healing up Goldberg and making it seem like, oh, this is an actual threat. And my favorite thing about Goldberg wrestling Drew is that we're not going to get a lame duck match right. with some guy that's definitely not going to win, and right. you know, just bury another relevant talent. Right, because Goldberg matches in the past couple of years have been so not lame duck. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. What I mean is they're not going to bury somebody that actually could have a title shot to have Drew retain. Following the Jeff Jarrett video, we had Shayna Baszler with Nia Jax beating uh, Mandy Rose. Dana Brooke was also on the sideline for her, so at least it was two-on-two to some degree. This was a three-minute and 44-second match, so you can kind of guess how it went. Shayna quickly beat the crap out of Mandy Rose. Uh, Dana did get uh, the revenge after because that uh, Nia and Shayna story jumped back in. Nia started fighting with her, and Dana got a quick kick on her, but I'm pretty sure... uh, they just kind of beat the shit out of her after. So that's that's always how WWE works. They can't just let the baby face uh, get it. But maybe I'm m- misremembering there. Then we had what I thought was the best part of the show. And I don't know if you guys agree. Well, Austin, you didn't watch it. But Adonis, y- you did. And I think that you might agree with me that uh, Styles and what's his goon's name? <laughs> almost. Almost. I am. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm never going to. He's giant man. Well, you almost I, had it this time. Oh, almost had it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Styles and almost, uh, and Ricochet were backstage with Adam Pierce and Ricochet was thanking Adam Pierce for letting him prove himself in a match. I'm not really sure. I know Adam Pierce explained this on Twitter that some people have to prove themselves to declare and some people can just automatically declare. I guess that makes sense. Like AJ Styles can declare, but Ricochet can't because he's not high enough on the pecking order. I guess that kind of buries Ricochet, but Wrestling is going to do that from time to time. But this match uh, was like, I, I I give you the times of the matches because a lot of them are four minutes, three minutes. This one was 13 minutes. They actually got to wrestle. They had a very cool uh, finish with the Styles Clash. I know a lot of people were talking about that. But this was almost the def, uh, definite the best thing that I saw on Raw or SmackDown. On, or maybe even NXT. This, this was my favorite thing that I saw. But uh, AJ and Ricochet is always going to be fun in my mind because they're two of the best wrestlers in the world. And they have been for the past 10 years. This match would have been a little better without some of the fluff from Omos. Ricochet didn't need to make it a two-on-one. I you didn't like the spot where almost caught him and and you know the ref said you have to put Ricochet down and he said fine I'll put him down and then he just drops him and he thought you know Ricochet thuds on the floor I you know that's that's I like that I didn't like the thought process of Ricochet to call out almost right yeah it's well you know, he's a face in the WWE can't be smart right <laughs> it's <laughs> well I, to be fair in other promotions they have that issue as well so 
Uh, moving on to hour three of Raw, uh, we had the dirt sheet. This is kind of the stuff that I was talking about, the entertainment side of it. Uh, Gilberg came out. I, it was supposed to be Goldberg, but we got Gilberg, and uh, it was funny for a second. But then they had a phony McIntyre come out with uh, – he, he was supposed to be doing, I guess, a Scottish accent, but he just sounded like a pirate. Um, this was not good. <laughs> um, Miz announces that he'll cash in at the Rumble during it, which is, I guess, the point of this segment. But why would you announce that? I, you I thought know? that was I thought that was also a bad strategy. Right. Yeah. It's it doesn't seem it doesn't seem I mean, to be the move. Uh announcing the money in the bank uh cash in consistently is the dumbest thing in wrestling. It makes no sense to just get rid of the element of surprise unless you're someone like uh someone like Braun Strowman or just one of those monsters who right. just looks Miz, like he can eat anybody. Yeah, and I think Miz that's the larger point. Never announce- yeah. Miz is the wrong guy to do that. It doesn't make any sense for him to be uh uh, the one cashing in, like you said, if Braun Strowman or someone big, you know, Brock Lesnar, I mean, it, you know, that kind of, I'm going to, you know, hey, buddy, I'm going to fuck you up and you're not going to have anything to say about it. It's like, that's, yeah. you know, that's imposing. That's threatening. That's what wrestling's about. But I think when you do stuff like The Miz, I mean, it is not, Miz is supposed to be cunning and it is not clever or cunning to tell people your plan unless he backdoors it's, it somehow. If that's part of his, right. and, and Maybe, but I, I, you know, I just see. So I, I that's know. interesting, actually. That opens the door if if they can somehow get a little creative with it, which is you know asking a lot out of these people, right? But uh, if they can come up with some way for this to the, be a, a whole trick from the Miz, um, I honestly, for the life of me, can't think of any way they can actually make this work. But if if they can turn this into the Miz just pulling the carpet out from underneath uh, Drew or whoever, I, you know, maybe. Right. They made it work another time when the Miz didn't cash in and John cashed in and now they're doing the same thing again. Right. That's the thing is like it feels like, like they're just you... giving themselves chance after chance after chance, but they have no reason to uh, to actually do that. So I'm you know, I, I to say I have faith. I don't have faith in them would be an understatement. I, I'm just I'm, I'm very confident that they're going to botch it. But, uh, you know, Miz, Miz can Miz. Uh, following his segment, The Hurt Business, uh, with MVP, I don't know why it's written like that, because MVP, I feel like, is part of The Hurt Business, defeated uh, Matt Riddle, or is he just Riddle? Did they take away Matt? Got rid of Matt. Ah, Riddle and Lucha House Party, which is one of the oddest pairings I've ever seen. Uh, this leads back to the Lashley stomping on uh, Riddle thing. Uh, Drew McIntyre cut a promo following that. He was at home, obviously, because of COVID. Uh, that's why I brought that up earlier. I'm just, you know, if he's still doing the at-home promos, I guess he's trying to be optimistic about it. But it feels like, you know, you never know with the virus. Then Jeff Hardy defeated Jackson Riker. I think this was one of the things I said last week that I'm entirely disinterested in. That continues. I don't care about this three-minute match that ended in DQ that involved Jeff Hardy, Jackson Riker, and Elias. Sorry, WWE. And then to cap things off, I thought this was actually kind of cool. Alexa Bliss beat Asuka, but it seemed like she had a little bit of help from The Fiend. She was possessed or something like that. I The, the lights went out, and then she came back dressed in all black with the black makeup on. Um, it was very spooky, if you will. So I thought, at least if they're going to go with this, lean into it heavy. So I saw some of this. I thought the costume change was dope, obviously. Right. Um, that's something that you can't do right. 
when it's a live show in front of a bunch of fans, I love when WWE does this stuff, even when it's something as stupid as just, uh, just a costume change. But I, I, I'm glad they do stuff like that while they have the chance. Uh, that being said, uh, I saw a couple other clips from this match, and I, I noticed one of the things that WWE does that drives me crazy. Just one of the small, stupid things that they have in a bunch of their matches that every time they do it frustrates the hell out of me. And it was that stupid thing where she leans back on her uh, on oh, the her bend, hand. the bend, the, the spider bend, bend. The, bend, the back bend. And Oscar saw this and just freaked out like she had never seen anybody do yoga before. It is insane. <laughs> why is this a move? Like it's it, anybody can do this. Why? Do, right. Why does this freak people out? These right. are professional wrestlers. Right. This is a. Uh, this is something that seven-year-old girls do uh, often when they learn to just do gymnastic type stuff, and they say, "Watch me," and then they do their little bend. So I, it is, it is funny that Asuka and and others are just always terrified. I guess Bray Wyatt is a different character. I guess seeing Bray Wyatt do it scares me because you assume something has possessed him because you don't expect a man with his size to be able to do it, but. Alexa yeah, Bliss. Alexa Bliss do it. It's like, yeah, I, I bet you could have done that when, yeah, when you were seven. And you know what? Your parents saw you do that and probably did not run away from you screaming. Right. Or if if you were in an agreed upon fight, you know, they probably just would have stomped you. Right. You're exposing most if of I yourself. I was fighting someone. Do exactly. If I was fighting someone and they did that in front of me, I would have been like, "What are you stupid?" And then just karate chop right. them in the belly or something. Uh, karate you know? chop <laughs> the belly and punt the face. I don't see yeah, this is this is the clear <laughs> maneuver. I don't. Yeah, I mean this, you know, and and yeah, it's 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 um it is an interesting. It's it's definitely not a bad nitpick, or even a nitpick at all. Honestly, it's just. Um, but my point is that I like the character work here. I, I if we're gonna go into Alexa Bliss's work, she's not someone I watch her matches for incredible spots and great like even psychology for you know to use that term. It's just more like she belongs. I believe that she will do stuff outside of WWE sooner rather than later because she has so mm. much potential elsewhere and she doesn't she's had concussion issues in the past she doesn't need to risk her body for that you know what I mean So I I, I agree what do you mean outside of WWE you mean like acting different... television acting. okay sure uh I can see that because I, I I see her and I think of her as a WWE wrestler mm-hmm. uh, I think of like guys like Miz as a WWE wrestler Right. Who are uh, more about their acting chops and their ability? Right. To I think Adon- Donna used the phrase "capital W wrestler" last week. Yeah, I don't know if he meant uh, that same thing. Uh, I thought that that w- when he used that term, I thought it meant more of was like an all all encompassing wrestler. Um, but that actually did get me thinking on 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 the the WWE standard of wrestler, which to me is people like The Miz and Alexa Bliss, who are very talented, uh, obviously, but are better at acting and uh that kind of thing rather than actually wrestling right it's 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 doing the wrestling but being able to do it in the public eye and i think that their perception of wrestling is that the public eye doesn't actually want wrestling they want celebrities so if you can be a celebrity and a wrestler it's positive in the mind of Vince McMahon. uh one to watch for on that i think is going to be Liv morgan uh I think she is very much fitting the WWE mold of wrestler so far. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch her come up the next couple of years, but I think she's going to be the next like Alexa Bliss type. 
She's charismatic and young, so for sure. I know this is going to come up in SmackDown, but I think Bianca Belair's got something too. Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair is amazing. Yeah, I hey, she, and, yeah. I mean, honestly, we're we're about to go into SmackDown, so uh, we don't even have to hold that conversation. I think one of the few things uh, that uh, so SmackDown this week uh, had one, two, three, four, five matches, and the results are as follows: the women's tag team champ- champions Oscar and Charlotte beat the Riot Squad Billy K- uh, with Billy Kay in nine minutes. Then Cesaro beat Dolph Ziggler in three minutes and 30 seconds. Then Sasha Banks defeated Reginald, which is Carmella's uh, sommelier or whatever, butler, yeah. whatever he is. Um, okay. she, she, they had a match, and we'll actually talk about an inter, the intergender match in just a bit because that's something that WWE doesn't always do. Uh, but that was under four minutes for obvious reasons. I think there's um, you know an extent to what they can actually do, so I won't actually fault them there. Then we had uh, Big E and Apollo Crews in in a less than three minute match. I, you know those two names are certainly capable of more. I know you maybe want to save it for the pay per view, but there are questions there. And then King Corbin beat Dominic Mysterio in two minutes. Uh, this squash was part of a story, so I won't like fault them again. But to not have any substantive substantive wrestling on on a wrestling show other than Asuka and Charlotte Flair in a tag team match when when they're on the other wrestling show. It doesn't feel exclusive. It doesn't feel like there's a reason to watch SmackDown as a wrestling fan. It, it feels like it's only as the entertainment fan. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. Is, is the lack of wrestling like uh, appalling to you guys? This was a week no well that's the wrong word to say this is a not strong week for wrestling yeah a weak <laughs> week if you will <laughs> yes um, I say it's my, problem. the most entertaining part for me this week was the whole roman reigns thing mm, yeah and yeah and the obstacle course with sasha not sasha bailey and bianca belair right um Unf- no yeah, the, the 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 those two are just coincidentally they are literally the last two things that were on the show. So at least they do like they bookended, you know, the show to something that people are going to tune back into. But it's it's really bad planning. Um, well, Raw felt not good mm-hmm. watching it for three hours. Mm-hmm. SmackDown, I didn't realize how little wrestling there was because I happened to be entertained throughout the entirety of it. Even though the Cesaro Dolph Ziggler match was really short, it definitely did not feel like a three minute match watching it. Right. I was thoroughly entertained watching all of that. I like seeing both of those guys. And I don't know what necessarily they're going to be doing with Dolph now that he's back. If, it feels like Rob- Dolph got the short end of the stick there. It's not really clear his direction. But Cesaro, I'm happy for Cesaro because it feels like he's uh, he'll be in the mix towards the end of the rumble. If not, Mm -hmm. you know, in like the final four ish, but uh, you know, him and Daniel Bryan, all those guys, I feel like there's a good singles presence um, uh, right there, you know, in that, in that one story. But again, it's all story. They did the matches. Maybe you're saving for the pay-per-view, but when you have a three and a half minute match uh, with Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler, it feels like we all know they're capable of a lot more, especially on a mat when, when you don't have a match over 10 minutes on the show. Right. Um, and then, of course, the thing that we all want to talk about was the obstacle course. I, I won't even uh, I'll just quickly say that uh, Bailey booked it kind of so that she had the easier 
uh, course. They immediately brought out big hurdles, and, and Bailey kind of bypassed a lot of the uh, gimmicks that were out there for her to do. She was supposed to climb over stuff, but she just ran around them. She had to carry Chad Gable on her back, but when it was time for Bianca to do the same part of the course, uh, Otis came out from under the ring, so she had to carry Otis. Uh, of course, Bianca breezed through all of this, because if you guys don't know, she's like a, a literal god like when it comes to athleticism she's, she's all world athlete yeah she's i mean her and montez ford will have the most like you know literally an olympic baby if you will it's it's just like built for jumping and running and sprinting and strength so she's super impressive and it's great that she got to do that i think that's uh that's a positive when wwe can do this kind of silly goofy stuff but actually show off that bianca belair is a badass i think that's great I think Bianca's on my short list for winning the Women's Rumble. That's not a bad. It's not a bad pick, honestly. Not a bad pick at all. Same. It I kind think of last feels year like she was one. Pick. And then the uh, other thing that you mentioned, the uh, Paul Pierce. I mean, sorry, Paul Heyman and Adam Pierce uh, thing. Paul, not, not not the Boston Celtic, great. Uh, he uh, Adam Pierce did the thing last week where he got the paper signed, and then he said, "Oh no, I can't be in the match." because my elbow hurts or whatever so kevin owens is going to be in it for him so paul Heyman quickly devised a plan at the beginning of the show to stick up for himself like a man like roman reigns wanted him to do uh, but he thought roman was in like, he thought roman was on the same page so paul said i'm gonna face you at the end of the night uh, adam pierce so I, you know, I think a lot of people were excited to see, like, what, is Paul Heyman actually going to get his ass kicked? Because it's happened before. It just hasn't happened in, I want to say, decades, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, but, of course, the obvious plan that Paul had in his head was that he was going to say, I'm injured, so Roman Reigns is going to be fight on my behalf. Roman kind of shut him down halfway through the show and said he wasn't going to do that, do that, but that's exactly what ended up happening. So... They somehow botched this show long story, because um, I, 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 Donnie, did you make any sense of that? Why he, why, well, why Reigns turned him down, and then Heyman just did it anyways? If it, it fell flat for me, right? Because I was really looking forward to Heyman, you know, just getting his butt kicked, but then yeah, hearing Roman backed by, you know, showing up and doing the thing that Roman said, like, "Hey, dude, you know, Paul Pierce, he called me out, Adam, disrespecting me." Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Adam Pierce called me out and he's disrespecting our family you gonna let him do that him and cut a great promo on Pierce and then he was like all right Roman now you're gonna kick his butt for me right no and then he did the thing that he proceeded to the the thing that Roman said that Pierce was in the wrong for doing right I think it just would have been a lot better on it it would have been fine right it's Paul Heyman can get the just desserts that Roman deserves, you know, that's the way to keep, that's why you have Heyman with Roman so that he takes the brunt of all the bad stuff so that Roman never really looks weak. You don't want Roman Mm -hmm. to look weak, right? Because he's your top heel. But when you have Paul Heyman, I mean, he can get his ass beat by Adam Pierce and then Reigns can get his revenge. You know what I mean? Reigns isn't going to let Heyman go just because of that. He expects him to get his ass beat. But when he says, I expect you to be a man and, you know, own up to it, I just, I I didn't really get this, so I thought the ending was a bit contrived. It's, um, it's classic WWE. It's just their their whole uh, we're gonna do this misdirect where we're gonna tell you that this is not gonna happen, and then it's just gonna happen. 
Right. Like there's no logic to it. They're just like, this is how we fake you out by telling you up front, we're not going to do this. And then boom, here's the same thing we told you was not going to happen. Right. And, 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 and in, in that same vein, the fallout of it, and I guess the reason they felt they had to do it was because they wanted to get Kevin Owens to run in. But Kevin Owens wasn't supposed to be there tonight because of the stunts that Roman Reigns pulled. But if he can run in with a hood on anyways and attack Roman Reigns at the end of the show, it's literally like none of this, like none of it really makes sense. It doesn't add up. It's like loosely placed chess pieces or something. There's no strategy to it. And it just, uh, it does feel weak. it, It was a weak week to quote you, Donnie. Uh, that's really all I had from SmackDown. I thought it wasn't a strong week for the main roster. But uh, on a positive side, both shows, I believe, uh, did see pretty good numbers. We're still waiting for the final SmackDown numbers, but the uh, early numbers that come in on Saturday morning uh, actually look pretty good. I think they're around 2.2 million, which is a plus for them. Um, and now NXT and AEW. I know uh, all of us watched AEW, and I think... Uh, Austin, did you see any of NXT or just clips online? Uh, I didn't really see any of it at all. Gotcha. I, didn't, I don't think I even saw clips. I just saw a couple, uh, you know, tweets. Right. I feel like uh, NXT is getting, I, I don't want to say less popular because it certainly has its base, but the the maybe older, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think the people who watch it are the people that are on Twitter and clipping stuff and always talking about it and like this I don't want to say the podcast scene because there's certainly people who in podcasts, you know, who who like uh, NXT more than AEW. But I feel like um, this so-called Wednesday Night War is really swinging uh, favorably toward AEW with this young audience. Uh, And that's kind of evidenced by the change in numbers. Um, AEW, NXT, I'm sorry, was up 20% overall in audience, but they were only up 7% in 18 to 49, which is compared to AEW, who was up only 12% in overall but 20% in 18 to 49. So the numbers kind of back that up if you've noticed a trend like that at all. Um, But it certainly seems that like with politics dying down, right? We had the three eyes in a row, three Wednesdays with the eyes, the insurrection, the impeachment and the inauguration. It was, um, (laughs) it was, it was January ratings don't really matter in the television world. It's, it's like, you're never supposed to say that that ratings don't matter but it's actually true like sometimes they just don't matter uh so this is where things should start to pick up obviously football is coming to an end we actually just uh we're watching a playoff game and we'll probably go catch the end of a playoff game as soon as we finish recording this so i know a lot of people are focused on that um but yeah something to look at in the coming year is uh nxt kind of being like a boomer show and aw being a zoomer show and for lack of better terms uh, to run through the NXT card real quick, Leon Ruff and Kushida beat Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory to advance in the Dusty Classic. This was a 15-minute ma- minute match, which is great because it's, like, I think longer than anything we got on Raw or SmackDown, and this is only a two-hour show. So NXT is still your wrestling show, which is great because that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Um, I am a bit surprised at the result here. Uh, Leon Ruff is not, in my eyes, the strongest guy, but I know they've done a lot to build up his character. And Kushida actually did look really good here. So Kushida kind of pinning Johnny Gargano was fine for me. But I did think The Way, uh, which is the name of Johnny Gargano and Austin's Theory's stable name, uh, I thought they were going to go a lot farther in this Dusty Classic. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see 
I've, I, I can't tell if I think there's going to be fallout between Gargano and Theory or if they're going to stay together because every week I, I think my opinion changes there. So uh, this, this result was definitely surprising for me. Uh, that took up the uh, first quarter of the show, and then we went into a Pete Dunn promo video on Finn Balor. Uh, I think I know a lot of people are hyped about the Clash of the Europeans or whatever you want to call it. I think uh, three or four years ago, these were like two of the hottest names in the wrestling world, and they're still really, really good. Maybe just not as super hot, but this could uh, this matchup could definitely bring them back to uh, prominence and relevance. Then Malcolm Bivens was backstage waiting for a meeting with William Regal, but it looked. Uh, actually, Bivens' client, uh, Rust, who I'm forgetting his first name, um, was actually in there with Regal anyways having a meeting. Bivens seemed kind of pissed off by this, but he couldn't exactly you know, be mad at, at, his, at his client because that's, that's bad practice. We had a one-minute squash match of Karrion Cross over Ashanti the Adonis. Uh, Cross is probably having these kinds of squash matches to continue his rehab. Uh, he didn't look so hot in his uh, last full match a week or two ago. Uh, so I think that they just want to give him more time to be on TV, but maybe not to be so physically taxed. Uh, then we had an MSK vignette that was exciting. I, I you know, I, I still am not excited by msk and i know that a lot of people are i've heard that they feel someone said that i read somewhere that people think that this is like a whole new type of tag team for nxt and to me it just seems like every other tag team we've ever seen in nxt and they have like a generic name to fit so i i hope i'm proven wrong on this but uh, that's uh it's not really it's not really great in my opinion does msk stand for something You know, these are the questions. These are the questions we should be able to answer. I just don't understand exactly. It reminds me of some kind of Xbox Live clan. I was going to say it reminds me of like a like a medicine or something that they like, I don't know, like that they that they recommend for you when you're watching like Jeopardy. But that's a I don't know. Having a non-specific identity like this, you might as well not have one. Yeah. It's it, and their names, you know, Wesley West. and Nash Carter or whatever the hell is, 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 is it's not good. It's, it's, I think I, I know these two from the Indies. I've seen them wrestle not extensively, but, you know, I, I remember the Rascals and I thought, you know, I had a high opinion of them. And, and now I'm just kind of like waiting. So I want this to work. I just don't know exactly know how it will. The, yeah, the think- names are terrible. The one guy's got two first game, first names. Wesley. and The other guy's got two last names. <laughs> right. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah the people that were fans of them before are still going to be fans of them until you know wwe manages to fall short of expectations right i i mean wwe definitely has something they want to do with them it's just unclear what that is so i you know we'll, we'll find out the lucha house party which was this iteration of them was grand metalik and lince dorado beat uh imperium which was another uh dusty classic result that i kind of didn't see coming you have imperium and Theory and Gargano losing on the same show. This was a 13-minute match, so another thing that I'm happy about. People got their shit in. It was fun. I think uh, Lucha should be allowed to Lucha. Their, you know, Grand Metalik is uh, is really, really good. And Marcel Bartel and uh, Fabian Eichner are also pretty good. So, I, you know, this was uh, positive. I'd actually maybe... I'd say go out of your way to watch this if you didn't. I think this will be the first thing I've actually recommended in the WWE shows that we've covered. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Lucha is always uh, positive in, in, in my head. Then we had Beth introduce the Women's Dusty Classic. So they're having, I think the field is smaller uh, for the Women's Dusty Classic. They showed a graphic of it, but I can't really remember how many people they had. Yeah, uh, but I'm the first sure match. 18, 
Yeah, okay, so maybe it's half the field. But the first match that we got was uh, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro uh, beating Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. So to continue the trend, three for three, I think this was upset mania on Wednesday night for NXT. I'm not really sure why they decided to do like three lesser-known names, I guess, over bigger names. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool pattern, and I think it turns heads. It definitely made me, like, rewind the match a little bit on my DVR and check it and, and, and rewatch the finishes and stuff. And I think Casey Catanzaro is due for a lot of people. We've known her name for a few years. So it's good to actually see her advancing in something that's not like a Mae Young Classic, even though this is a tournament, I guess. Then we have the... Uh, promised match earlier of Tyler Rust with Malcolm Bivens in his corner against Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed beat the crap out of him in under five minutes. So it wasn't exactly a squash, but the gist of the story is that uh, Rust might have been in over his head and Bivens Bivens was right. This might not have been the move. Um, And that's exactly why he wanted to do the talking with Regal uh, and not have Rust. So hopefully Rust learns from that and we'll see uh, moving forward. I don't know if you guys ever watched New Japan Strong. Um, it's on every Friday night. I think it might be, I I watch it right after I watch SmackDown usually, but, um, uh, Tyler Rust, I think he was Russ Tyler or Russ Taylor or something on it. So he, he, he just left, he was doing stuff with filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, so I thought I've been pretty impressed with him. I like his work and I like the matches that he's had in NXT as well. So I hope he doesn't lose that new Japan kind of technical style. (laughs) No, the, uh, yeah, the, you know, well, you know how people are kind of, I don't want to say stiffer in New Japan, but it is a little stiffer, right? It's a little more technical-based. You want to grapple? It definitely feels stiffer. I don't know if that's just the filming. Uh, I, no, I think it's the work. I think it's the way they're trained. I think um, one's supposed to be you know, more like entertainment, and one's supposed to be more like they're beating the shit out of each other, and it's okay if you potato each other. So I, I like the way uh, this Tyler Russ works, and uh, I hope to see more of him. And then closing out the show was uh, the fight pit. Uh, Timothy Thatcher beat Tommaso Ciampa. The finish was Ciampa getting his leg kind of stuck in the corner of the fight pit. So that definitely helped uh, Thatcher crank it so that, uh, you know, he could he could tap. Um, you know, so is, is it really like, does it say that Thatcher's better than Ciampa? No, in my opinion. Uh, but he got the best of him. And I think that was kind of the point, is that Ciampa was uh, brazenly challenging Thatcher to his own game. So he lost. So this this is uh to me definitely the highlight of the show. These two guys are now working together in the Dusty Classic and they won their first round match as a replacement for an injured team. Uh that to me is the recipe for a Dusty Classic winner. If you look at the past couple of teams that have won this, they all kind of line up with that whole they weren't supposed to be a team. They're just kind of thrown together and they're in there kind of thing you think about the broser weights you think about uh ricochet and alistair black this is exactly the kind of team that's gonna you know run the gauntlet in, in this scenario i think that's adonis you think you think you think the same you think that this is uh like a good pairing yeah for sure i am definitely i was looking forward to this match last week i wasn't able to watch it before recording today mm-hmm. but i'm definitely going to go back and rewatch the entire episode Right. I actually pulled up um, the uh, now that you mentioned, I pulled up the bracket here so that we get to read it off. Uh, Now we're actually getting into I feel like in in this Dusty Classic, we've had a lot of matches where you thought and they've done a good job, like I said, of doing the upsets in certain places. But you've had like 
some established people and some no-name people on both the men's and women's brackets. So I think now we're getting into kind of like, and this is how tournaments tend to go, we're getting into the better matchups. But it's good to see them. I feel like WWE doesn't always plan their tournaments or do stuff, you know. Uh, now we can see them as fans. Like next week, uh, or I guess over the coming weeks, I'm not sure if they're splitting up into two weeks or not. But we have Undisputed Era versus Ciampa and Thatcher. So Undisputed Era is obviously Cole and Roderick Strong this time around. Uh, but that's you know, I that's a that could headline a pay per view. I feel that those names really seem to be those. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would just looking at this on, on paper, they seem like they would be the favorites. Mm-hmm. But uh, given the way they've booked this this Champa and Thatcher thing lately, I I really believe that they're going to end up winning the whole thing. I, hey, I mean, someone you know, someone has to beat uh, the the favorites, so to speak. You know, uh, when you when you book a tournament like this, then we have a uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff who advance by beating Gargano and Theory. Like I said earlier, they're going to face the Grizzly Young Veterans. I kind of think uh, Kushida needs the push. Uh, I, I I'm here for Kushida and Leon Ruff advancing there. Then we have MSK, which is, yep, Nash Carter and Wesley uh, versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Uh, that's, I mean, I'll be honest, not so excited about that one. I, I, maybe I spoke too soon. Uh, but then, actually, this this one really excites me, and I hope it excites other people listening to this. Lucha House Party and Legado del Fantasma. That's uh, Lucha City, baby. So that's, um, that's definitely going to be exciting. I think uh, we have this Dusty Classic uh, gives, I know I complain about it, giving us makeshift teams, but I think uh, a lot of it, gives us stuff that we would never ever see anywhere else so it's uh i'm gonna enjoy it while it lasts and i think that's it for nxt this week you guys watched aw right yeah right. sure did so i think i'm gonna say off rip and i think you guys will agree the best part about aw this week was negative one's birthday uh i like every time they do something with them i'm like smiling and fighting back tears because they've got this kid and they're celebrating his birthday but they're also like yeah. you know letting him have like a wrestling angle where Luther comes out and he says, you know, he's got Serpentico and he's like, I'm going to ruin your birthday. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't give a shit about you kid. Like I'm <laughs> here to ruin your birthday. And, and you know, man. yeah. And, it's, and it's of course, dark order protects him. Yeah, of course. And I, 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 I'm glad that they're, uh, you know, they're doing this and they're giving the kid a, uh, you know, stuff to do, but I, 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 I hope they don't ride this too long. Right. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want is for people to get tired of negative one. And right. I, I, I think there's a chance that this happens if they keep putting them on TV. Uh, I, think so I think the birthday good. thing was, was a special for sure. For yeah. sure. Love the birthday. Thought it was great. Definitely give the kid that. But I, I think for the next couple of weeks, I think it's best if they just let him kind of do his thing. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, that led into a match, obviously dark order beat, uh, the chaos project, which is Luther uh, and Serpentigo. And then the big question was popped. Will, uh, well, silver asked Hangman, will you join the dark order? This was so funny. Oh my God. This is, this is the stuff that I'm watching for every week right now. This <laughs> is, this is to me, the highlight of wrestling is the hangman dark order storyline. Uh, when the banners came down saying that he said, yes. <laughs> Oh my God, I died. And he's just in the middle of the ring being like, nah, man, come on. Just, just hang on a second. I can't do it. I've been a part of a team before. It's just, this is, it's classic. Uh, I loved it. Did you notice that he grabbed the bottle of uh, liquor before he left after he said no? Obviously, Hangman had to break no. it to him and say, I said no. But he, it looks like he turned back. Uh, you know, I think this was kind of the story is that the, you know, Dark Order has been a replacement for the alcohol. 
Um, but I think he's, or, you know, or like he can kind of drink with them, but now he's going to go hard into it again. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, where that, where that story goes. Pretty good. I'm definitely, I'm definitely projecting a hangman heel turn at some point. If, if it, uh, you don't count him as a heel already, but, uh, he's going to be going down a dark path at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of saw it in another way. I thought that was a very grown up answer from hangman when you consider, especially what's going on with the young bucks you know, you know, I disagree with that. Um, I, the, rejecting the Dark Order is one thing, but the reason why he rejected it was because he had been in a group before and it didn't work out for him. I think right. that He's, is kind of, that's that's kind of classic heel mentality. That whole like I can't trust anybody else. I got to do this shit myself. Like that's either that's either like John Cena. I'm gonna wreck everybody, or it's uh, you know I'm I'm gonna be a heel and I'm gonna lie, cheat, steal to win. I thought what he was saying was that he still has to figure out his own problems. And I think going back on the alcohol wasn't necessarily him, you know, going back full negative. I think it was was reactionary. Yeah. I I think the middle ground. I'm just regular sad. I get where you're coming from. I do, but I I just, I don't think that's what they're doing with it. Well, either way it happened. And, and next week we'll find out exactly where, where this is going. That's the best part about wrestling is, is week to week. And we, you know, everyone else has to wait for seasons of their shows to come out and we just have to wait seven days uh then we had a congratulations from sting to darby sting finally kind of explained what the situation is with him and darby i know a lot of people have been joking is uh is sting darby allen's dad uh i don't (laughs) think so but um (laughs) he's uh sting sting said he sees something in darby he sees a little bit of himself in darby which i think we all kind of knew but had never been said and a lot of people need things to be said so like look at this Right, yeah. So this was a uh, this was this was good. I thought this was a good reason. Obviously, Taz interrupted with uh, his 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 crew, um, Big Will Hobbs, and uh, what's Hook? Is that his son's name? Hook. Yes. Yeah. They they all those guys were there. Ricky Starks. Um, they were yelling. So uh, they teased a street fight uh, between. I don't know if that was announced or not. Did did I see that announced for like next week or something? I I, I don't remember, but I think. We're going to be seeing uh, Darby and Sting teaming in some sort of street fight or some sort of fight against Team Taz. So, um, yep. Well, you know, you guys have any opinions on Sting wrestling again? Or I, I don't really know how to feel. I don't know. As long as he doesn't hurt himself, I think yeah, it's that's, fine. I think, I'm I think... sure Darby in a street fight is going to be entertaining to watch. Right. He'll kill himself. I like Team Taz. Um. <laughs> I hate I hate to keep harping on WWE even during the uh, AEW segment, but the <laughs> Dave is giving praise right now. Uh, but the, the this is the way they use their legends is really one of the uh, the big discerning factors to me right now. Yeah, uh, that, that's staying, staying on AEW, and I mean he's he's you know he's he's definitely a ratings bump, and he's he's given the rub to Darby, and he's I mean like if he's wrestling, sure go for it. Uh, what he's not doing is coming into the show and immediately inserting himself into the title match without picking having a fight with Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you tell me what uh, what what makes sense to you. I don't know. No, yeah, this was one of my points last week. I think that um, I, AEW does a lot better job with their stories in general, not just their legends, but the, you know, every storyline. I mean, not every storyline. There are some that we'll talk about that don't necessarily have great purpose, but. Uh, the big ones, they always seem to have direction, and it's never we're doing this just because, and we'll figure out the story as it comes along. They they know the story because their characters are real. You know, they're dynamic. They change week to week. They are you know almost real people, which I think you know 
Again, not to harp on WWE, like you said, but that gets lost in the company. Uh, it's it's more about entertainment. It's not about being a person. So it's um yeah, it's it's a big difference, and and it is uh it's noticeable, especially in things like Sting and Goldberg like that. Uh, following the uh, Sting segment, we had I think this is where the Elite had a meeting at Kenny's house, uh, but it wasn't really the Elite. It was just the Young Bucks who showed up, and Kenny wasn't actually there. Uh, Don Callis arranged the meeting, and he was basically trying to bribe Nick and Matt to not be friends with Kenny anymore. So I, you know, Don has this big plan clearly, and I think. Uh, separating the Bucks uh, is step one into getting the Bucks on the opposite side of this because there needed to be a reason for him for them not to side with Kenny because they do tend to, um, you know, they do the reluctant Bullet Club, too sweet uh, meetups and stuff like that, and they're not always sure. They want to have their friends back. So now they know that their uh, friends might have other friends that have bad interests for them. So I think... What, actually, as I'm talking about this, one thing I think about AEW this week that was really important is there's been a lot of development, and we're uh, you know we're seeing where stories are going. And pay-per-views, you know, they only have four pay-per-views every year, so it is important that these uh, major stories develop and they develop appropriately every week. You know, it's 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 okay to have the Bullet Club thing, and then I know last week we complained about it going a little slow, but now it feels like they've hit the hit the right pace. Uh, then we had Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson defeating Peter Avalon in a nine-minute match. I was a bit surprised Cody uh, went with Peter Avalon for nine minutes. I know the story was that Cody said he was going to beat him uh, real quick. That's why he hit the crossroads at the very beginning. Uh, but then he didn't even go for the pin. He got distracted by Chade Cargill that came out. And I just – I'll be honest. This segment was a big miss for me. I thought it was My, boring. This match was just okay. But the finish was one of the most disrespectful finishes I have ever <laughs> What was the finish? He's already got the guy in the submission, and then he just slaps him in the face, and then he taps out. Actually, it was the other way around. The, he got him in the he got him in the in the figure four, and Avalon slapped Cody, and then Cody raised oh. his hand to slap him back, and then and then, he and then Peter Avalon protected his face and quickly tapped because <laughs> he's the he's the pretty boy Peter Avalon and doesn't want his face to get hit. God. Okay, I must have looked down for a second when that happened. That's that's way funnier. <laughs> but it was no the way you say it, it was disrespectful is all hell. Um, I'm not sure the intent uh, other than to make Peter Avalon look like a geek, which he last was time a geek. right. But last time we saw him, he was the librarian. So if he's the librarian last time and he's now pretty Peter Avalon or beautiful Peter, whatever they want to call him. Isn't this a new gimmick? Like, isn't this the opportunity to make him not the librarian? It's I, I also I, I found the pretty gimmick interesting. I don't I'm Weird. not the arbiter of what 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 makes a man attractive at all, but he he does not do it for me. It's the mustache. You know? He's got a sexy mustache. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the mustache. He's like he's skinny and like pale and like he just <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, Peter Avalon. I mean, I know you're not, but I'm so sorry. It's all right. Um, I'm sure Austin has a mirror, and he knows all about skinny and pale. Jesus. Looking at my face. Skinny and pale. Okay. When when did you shave your mustache? All right. All right. Back to the show. Uh, FTR and Tully uh, had a promo with Jungle Boy and company. So next week, we're going to get Jungle Boy versus, uh, uh, is it Dax Harwood? Is that his name? Yes. Uh, Yeah. We're getting, they had kind of like a little 
dick measuring Segment. contest. I don't know what to okay. call it, but um, you know, they're they're like, oh, I can beat you up by myself. Well, I can beat you up by myself. So they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do that next week. Um, it seemed like they were making a point that Luchasaurus was gonna make sure that no one uh, got involved. So right. I don't know. I think he'll have to stop Marco as well as stopping uh, whatever Dawson, whatever the other FTR guy's name is. I, I, Dax I, Hardwood and Cash Wheeler. It is not Hardwood. Hardwood is a porn star's name. Hardwood. Whatever, man. Dude, wrestling <laughs> names are one step away from porn names. Pretty Peter Avalon. You tell All right. me what that okay. is. Okay. Uh, you know, this is a good point. This is this is, this is is a well-made point. Uh, following that, we had a short match, but I thought a good one. Uh, Nick camarados i think that's how you say his last name that was his debut on dynamite i guess he's been on dark for a while and been doing pretty well i enjoyed him he was big i thought moxley gave him a good amount but not too much it was moxley's first match since losing the belt to omega so it was a tune-up uh but you know it showed that there are people who can give moxley a run um and and this camarado guy he's big and he's tough and i I like his stuff yeah i like this guy a lot he's definitely got the look Right. Uh, he seemed pretty okay in the ring. Uh, ha- obviously, haven't really heard him talk at all, but uh, he looks like a beast. Well, the good thing about uh, not being sure about his promo skills is that AEW has plenty of managers. They can find someone for him. Uh, following that, we had Eddie Kingston cut a promo on Lance Archer. That's been a story that we've been following for a few weeks. It's just to kind of keep it alive. Then we had a follow-up of the uh, Don and Kenny angle. Uh I forgot to mention earlier that the Young Bucks did not accept the bribe, and they uh, I they didn't actually do that, but they they beat up uh, Don Callis. So you know it, it, they didn't show it on air, but we're supposed to assume that Nick and Matt beat the shit out of him. Now when could yeah go ahead when we later see Don, he's wearing sunglasses and he's got a bruised and, eye and he's got yeah a bruised face. Right, and I guess so. My question to you is: Do you think that Matt and Nick? actually beat him up or do you think don faked it oh well you know i feel like they might have just super kicked him i don't think they really beat him up that hard right now it's just yeah they were you get hit and your face just ends up bruised i suppose i because i think matt was taking his jacket off before the scene ended the 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 first scene that we talked about uh so the implication there was that they they were going to beat him up i just i I always wonder with don Callis because he's supposed to be slimy and manipulative um if if nothing actually happened and he's still uh even further you know that plan that i talked about earlier if he's furthering it uh to drive a wedge between matt nick and uh kenny it's certainly the way if they beat him up or not i guess by not showing it they definitely have room there Mm -hmm. ambiguity is good yeah yeah you know then next week we'll see them denying to kenny that no we didn't you know we didn't kick his ass that bad right 100 percent then we had the uh, private party heel turn. Matt Hardy and private party defeated uh, Matt Seidel and Top Flight. I actually like Top Flight a lot. They're young, and I feel like they're going to be the future of AW. They're going to be like the next young bucks that we all love and know for like a decade. Um, but that's besides the point. Uh, private party's heel turn. That was a big thing. Uh, this We talked about this last week. We saw it coming a little bit, and it's here. Well, yeah, we thought it was weird from Matt Hardy to turn on them, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of a tough love situation. Right. Now it kind of makes sense. I'm glad that they're not splitting them up when it seemed like they were building for something better together. Right. Yeah. And I and I think they're doing stuff on Impact as well. Uh, I think they were announced as the number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team titles. So that oh, is, uh, cool. yeah, that's something, uh, you know, I think there's this uh, like idea of defectors that 
they want in your head. Um, so this is, I think this is a welcomed angle and private party, you know, they could always use something to keep themselves fresh because they're, they're like just missing something from being the thing that we talk about every week, you know? Yeah. We might get private party versus the bucks again. I would be super. I think, I yeah. think, uh, you know, it's private party will be better than the last time we saw them and the young bucks are always good. So it's a uh, more of that matchup is probably a good thing. Dave, I think that's an interesting point. Uh, it does feel like they're just one thing away from being like a top team. What do you think that is? It's not Matt Hardy. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's time. You know, it's 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 uh, AEW has the best tag team division in all of wrestling. Uh, you know, that's that's not yeah, really that a secret. Be- I don't think people are going to argue that. I know. I know there are people who think their tag teams are stupid, but uh, talent wise, they have the most stacked roster uh in private party just kind of falls a little too low on the totem pole i think the young bucks have to get a little bit older and fall out of the superstardom because there's this feeling of you don't want to waste the bucks prime years you know what i mean athleticism wise and you see matt and nick both having health issues more and more so i think the thing that's missing is really just time and circumstance but on the other side of that coin wwe is not going to present them with more. You know what I mean? So they're in like a catch-22. They, they really they couldn't be in a better position, but their ceiling is just artificially capped right now. It might be a bit of a circumstance situation too. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They're just kind of working through a storyline. They might be positioning for that right now. Right. And I will, I will say, um, and you know, I don't think some people might not like this, but the, uh, the come-up of uh what montez ford and angela dawkins the street profits uh people compare them a lot you know whether it's right to or not is not really for me to say um they are obviously two black guys uh that are super athletic and i think that's why people conflate them uh because they do work different styles but you see those like wow moments and it's you know in wrestling i feel like you don't see two black guys having wow moments all the time and both these teams are capable of it. So I think they are actually a little hurt by uh, the street profits being such a big thing in our, in our minds as wrestling fans for the last uh, year or two. Cause I feel like I've been raving about Montez Ford for like two years now. And maybe that, uh, you know, maybe that took away from the first time that I saw Mark Quinn or um, the other one, Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, speaking of the young books, this, this came up a minute ago. They're both upwards of 30 at this point. When do they stop calling themselves the Young Bucks? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think this question's been asked. I'm sure it has. And there's no good answer times. because they're always going to be the Young Bucks. But when, when they're in their 40s and it's not like their hairlines are already too strong, uh, it is going to be a bit odd to call them Young. Uh, finally, closing up the show, we had Penelope Ford defeating Layla Hirsch. Uh, Kip Sabian, Miro, and Charles Taylor, who's going by Charles now and not Chuck because he lost that match to Miro last week and is now his whipping boy. Uh, that was, that, that was I think, the final match. I'm sorry, not the final match on the show. There was still the big tag team match, but uh, the final singles match of the show. Uh, and that went eight minutes. It, it was pretty decent. But I think uh, more was made about the angle afterwards where Miro forced uh, Charles Taylor to tell Orange Cassidy that Miro was his best friend now. And it's clear that Miro is trying to drive a wedge between, uh, you know, trying to drive a wedge between the best friends. Whether or not that'll work, I think, is is up to debate. Um, 
They could go either way with it, honestly. Friendship ended with Orange Cassidy. Now Mira was my best friend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The Good Brothers beat up Penta backstage. That was a thing. Then the main event was the Inner Circle Triple Threat Tag Team Match. We had uh, Jericho and MJF versus Santana and Ortiz and uh, Sammy Hagar, uh, which is they, they got Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually got Sammy Hagar to do a video. I assume that was all Jericho. I don't I don't think anyone else has the pull to get musicians. Jericho probably has real Sammy Hagar on speed dial. I mean, uh, he, he, he got him on the show. I, I, who else would have got you think Tony Khan got him? It had to have been Jericho. Yeah. Um, but this match was fun. I think it's just, you know, really uh, pushing forward on the idea that once this once the inner circle breaks up, it's going to lead to a uh, a Jericho MJF tag team. I think that's the direction they're going with it. I think it's what they've been showing us. And uh, I think I think that would be a force in a stack tag team division. I think it'd be cool. Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Jericho, uh, Jericho, it feels, has been pushing forward with this idea of MJF is in the inner circle and all this. And I think um, MJF has kind of been the one being more friendly with the inner circle people, trying to woo them so much, you know. So I feel like Jericho's losing the inner circle a bit and and, and MJF is gaining them. And I don't know if they're if they're going to do like a, uh, you know, a balance of power exchange, something like that. But uh, it um. It's 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 an interesting story, and I said last week that this is probably the thing that brings me back each week. So I was happy to see it in the main event, uh, because you know one of the things I found most interesting is obviously what are the like when you fight your friends, it, it means something. And although they said you know whatever happens after this, like we'll still all be in the inner circle, it'll be okay. Um, there's going to be fallout from it, and we can't forget that in this match, MJF and Chris Jericho tried to cheat several times by using foreign objects against their friends. Perfect for each other. It, yeah, it was, you know, but so it's it's interesting to me, Austin, that you say um, that you think it's going to be the tag team that leaves because I think they're building to MJF taking over. Um, but it does, you know, from like a booking standpoint, the way you spell it out actually does make more sense. So I think it'll be interesting how they bridge whatever gap there is because something's something is just missing from completing the story. But that's how good puzzles work, I guess. It's tough to say who's going to remain together and who's going to split up after this. I mean, you de- definitely Santana and Ortiz are going to stay together, mm-hmm. but between all the other ones, right? And, and who to- will who will stay together? There's so many people, so who will stay together in what capacity, right? Like you could have, uh, you know, I mean, it's Wardlow's probably going to go where MJF goes, or does he? You know, do you end up with Wardlow and Hager together? Wardlow, Hager, Wardlow, and Sammy. Wardlow as a solo, that would be great. I don't right. see Jericho doing another solo title run anytime soon and you know when it's later why even bother he's at a certain age where it doesn't make any sense that is like, a good point i had not thought about what some of the other guys would do in the fallout of the inner circle if uh jericho and mjf end up going off together that kind of does leave a vacuum with a lot of the 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 lower tier guys in that faction yeah uh, Especially Wardlow. Wardlow is the one I had not even considered at all. Like I feel like you, you forget know, he's part of the inner circle now. Wardlow's yeah. so big. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have to be like a bottom he, tier talent. He just hangs out in the back, and he's just the the fucking muscle for a a, a team of muscle already. So it, it doesn't make any sense. But he's just he's just there. Like I don't I don't know what his point is. But yeah, I I digress. Uh, he, I feel like he would kind of fall by the wayside in 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 that event. I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, it, you know, it's that's why they have it in the main event, I think, because there's a lot of ways and a lot of things 
to think about as soon as this match ends, right? With MJF uh, winning or making the pin and, you know, Jericho uh, being there as well. It's just, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that this can go. And I think, uh, I think they've done a really good job stretching it out. I, you know, I, 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 I'm not normally a big fan of the slow burn because I think this is the generation of instant gratification, but this one's uh this one's really working for me. I, I thought this was a good AEW. I saw some people hate on it, but I thought this was good. The slow burn is especially, is especially tedious when they're drawing out to what seems like a very obvious conclusion. And mm-hmm. we've been, I'm going to do the thing again. Um, when we've been burned by WWE so many times where they build up to something and then present a solution that they already claimed would never occur. So it's, Interesting to see a story like this with so many different possibilities where you still, you know, maintain interest in it. No, yeah, 100%. I think that's it for our uh, rap, uh, recaps uh, this week. So let's move on to the watch long portion of our show. We're doing the 92 Rumble, like I said earlier. Uh, if you guys have the WWE Network, go ahead and pull that up now. You can pause the podcast so I won't hold on too long. Um, but I know Austin and Donnie already have this pulled up. So the way we're going to do this is uh, go to the WWE Network, sign in with your account, go to the Royal Rumble section. There's a Rumble section that's, I think, on the front page when you log in. So it should be pretty easy to find. And then you're going to go to the 1992 Royal Rumble. And then you want to specifically find the Royal Rumble match uh, by going, there's a, what is, what's the phrasing, Adonis, that they say? It says a jump in. What's oh. it say? Uh, jump to. Jump to. You're looking for the jump to. It's just under uh, probably where your video is playing, and you can pick the uh, 1992 Royal Rumble match. It should jump you to 126.48. So that should be the timing on your uh, bar before we hit play. I'm going to count down from three and go three, two, one, start, and then we will all hit play as I say start. So, um, yeah. Prepare yourself, and we will begin in three, two, one, start. All right, we got the camera panning down over to the ring, and we've got Howard Finkel making the call. Going to give us the rules of the Royal Rumble, in case you don't know how these work. I feel like everyone knows how they work, though. The announce team is really freaking out about this. In 92, they didn't know how the rumble worked. They're like talking over Fink. It's exciting for them. So it's 1992. What do you what do you know about 1992 WWF? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. I mean, who are we going to see uh, in this? We're going to see Jake Roberts. Yeah. I don't want to just name people, but uh, oh boy, Jack Tunney. Oh wow! Yeah, oh yeah, Jack Tunney. So this is for a vacant WWE championship. 
How many times in history has the WW or has the Royal Rumble been for a championship? That would be a like good thing two, for one of you to look up while we watch this. Two or three times, maybe. I mean, it happened kind of recently with Becky, yeah. but we didn't know about it. True. Oh, True. Yeah. That, that doesn't really count because it wasn't announced at the beginning. But uh, oh no, was no that the... wasn't the Rumble. Sorry, sorry. But it, it was, was something. Oh, it was it Money was in the, the Bank. It was Money in the money Bank. In the bank. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Well, didn't um the I feel like the Roman Reigns one is the most recent, the right? Reigns, yeah, which I think was in 2015. Right was, with Triple H. Yeah. For a look title. at these fits in the crowd, man. Or no, that was the one where Roman defended it. Oh gosh. The British Bulldog is the first person to enter. How much of the British Bulldog have you guys seen? None. Well, none. basically none, none, yeah. He's definitely a guy who I know is regarded. Oh, my God. Look at that hair. Never mind. I don't want to talk about anything other than his hair now. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is that white guy? Are those braids dreads? with puka braids. shells or no? Yeah, those are fucking puka shell braids. Uh, 92. 92. Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. Ted DiBiase, the name of my Madden franchise owner. <laughs> is that really who your Madden franchise owner's name is? Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is a horrible name. Who's with him? Who's, who's, the, who's the woman with him? I feel, I'm, I'm sure there's people listening to me like, aren't you an idiot? You should know this. But Yeah, yeah again, I'm, keep in mind, 1992, none of us were born. Yeah, I'm negative four at this point. But there they go, right at it, whacking each other. British Bulldog pushes him into the corner. I feel like this is already more aggressive than most Royal Rumbles that we see nowadays. Yeah, this is, I mean, this was from the jump. They start brawling. Do we know if there's a build up to these two? Uh, I'm not aware. I think naturally you're just upset at the British Bulldog for his hairstyle. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's we're still in the point where they're foreign heels <laughs> and stuff. But both both these guys are not. I, I, both these guys are dicks, right? Like, we're not supposed to be really happy. For no, either. I think they're both heels. Yeah. Nobody with that hair can be a face. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? What, what do you have against the Puka Shells? Puka Shells are a white guy. They're horrible. Come I on. think in 92, they were fine. I don't think that's from a vacation to the Bahamas. I think in 92, they're more upset with him for being British. I I mean, yeah, but you should be. I feel like he's not even shoot British, but could be wrong. Oh, wow. That is a quick elimination. Wow. That's a strong showing. British Bulldog looks jacked, though. Looks jacked or steroided is, out? What's the difference? Is, jacked is jacked. This is true. This is the point in the match when Michael Cole would say, British Bulldog is my favorite to go all the way. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do you think Ric Flair can still take... um? 
I feel like Charlotte's going to get some action on Ric Flair. Soon. Not much of an entrance from Ric Flair. Like, do you think you can still take like a figure eight or something and like not lose a knee? Yeah, I mean, anybody can. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not like a horrible one. So we got Ric Flair coming in at three. And who's that on the outside? Mr. Who was that? That looks super familiar. Was that Mr. Perfect? I thought it might be. I caught it out that side of my eye. I'm I'm still kind of dumbfounded by the lack of the entrance with Ric Flair. He literally just walked in. Well, it's the rumble. It's the rumble. No show. Yeah, but I mean, you get a little bit. Yeah, you do get a little bit. Oh my! And now, I is is Davy Boy Smith British Bulldog? Is he one of the? Did he 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 die tragically young? I feel like. Uh, That's a downer. I, I don't know. I believe he was uh, one of the sad steroid or you know assumed steroid kind of deaths there. I mean, obviously. Like you said, he's massive right here. Anyone watching this? I, normal humans do not look like that. You know, his pecs are like so swollen. Uh, he died at 39. So, yeah, uh, from a heart attack. So, that is yeah, real fun podcast material. <laughs> it's Unfortunately, it's the sad, uh, it, it's, it's, it's the hard part about watching uh, older wrestling. You should watch something from uh, 30 years ago now. It's, um, a lot of people are going to be are, are going to be dead even even from the mid 2000s it's you know it's kind of a it's a good thing that you know this that discussion's been in the in the news a lot who do we have coming in at 4 right now is it a nasty boy one of the nasty Tremendous. boys but one of the things the you know being discussed right now is that undertaker you know video games uh, you know, bashing how the locker rooms are now. I think the locker rooms are uh, 100% more safe than the days of uh, David Boy Smith, you know, Ric Flair. Somehow he's alive. <laughs> yeah, somehow against Defying all expectations. <laughs> Which nasty boy is this? Do we know? I don't know. <laughs> Apologize for anyone watching. I'm sure the announce team has said it. It's okay. Yeah, we're talking over the announce team a little bit. Oh, geez. Oh, that's an in and out. Ah. Oh, nice. All right, and <laughs> elimination. Uh, it looks British like it's Jerry on. Sags. That's All right, the, uh, Dave. That's the nasty boy. He's already out. That's the nasty. Yeah, the he's <laughs> The British Bulldog is looking very strong early on. Yeah, Ric Flair's doing his his beg. He's begging. Yeah. Now he's got the chops in. All right, who is this going to be? Number five. Number five. 
Haku. going pretty quick, I think. Haku. Oh, man, look at that jog. Is Vince on commentary? I don't... I don't think so. I'll be honest. I, I have this turned down. I assume the people listening to the watch along oh. should have... You should have it turned up a little bit. But, um... Because the commentary is a good part. But, uh... For recording sure. purposes, I have to have it muted. Okay. So it's Ric Flair versus the world. I, I think that's going to be the theme of this rumble. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> the drive-by stomp. <laughs> I don't want anybody interrupting. You don't Just, get that too much. <laughs> Finally, I, someone goes under the rope and out of the ring. I, I feel like... The rumbles are missing. It seems like such a good move. You can't get eliminated if you go outside. Now whenever they do it, it's like they do it and no one notices. Right. They yeah, they do it at the very it, beginning and then hide under the ring for the rest yeah, of the match. They always try to make it a secret. Overplayed for sure. Did you just tap? I don't I, do I, I just I don't think it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it's still funny. Okay. A nice reversal. Yeah, not too many people active at once yet. Yeah, this feels like a long gap before the uh, the next entrant. I wonder if they're if they're, if they're sticking to the hard two minutes or whatever the timing is supposed to be because I know they flub uh, it for they just do whatever they want now. I've got to I've got to tell you yeah it's just nice. for sure it's never actually two minutes but just from the feel of that I don't think that was a full two or I mean I think it was more than two. Yeah, that did feel like a little more than two. What's the point? Uh, we just okay. So oh. David Boy Smith has now eliminated three people. Oh. Haku. Oh. Oh. Here comes that, a guy. That oh is Shawn Michaels entering the ring or entering about to enter the ring. Yep, Shawn and Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair uh in the ring at the same time. Probably gonna have a good rumble. It's uh it might yeah, be time to get is, some more bodies in there. Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely time to get some more bodies in there. I don't want to see any three of the uh, any of these three guys eliminated anytime soon. I guess my question is uh, how it's ninety two. So how deep into Sean's you know run is this actually? Like he yeah. can't be. He's not. He doesn't nearly have as much power as he will within the company, right? No, he's pretty clearly very young here. He's still so um, blonde. Yeah, and his hair's so long. Yeah, it's in full. This is a uh, yeah. This is definitely young Sean. But he's uh he's not you can tell he's on his way up just from the outfit. Not the outfit. The outfit uh I don't know about that, but just the, the way he's carrying himself, you know what I mean? Okay. You're saying he has a youthful bounce. Yeah, sure. This is gonna sound so dumb to anybody who's uh who actually watched this during these uh during this time, but uh Please keep in mind, we're coming in here with basically no background on what the story was coming into this. I don't care. Roast us on Twitter. Yeah, or roast us. I don't care. We love the engagement. Yeah, man. This is a uh, this is cool to see. I've you know it is. I've I, I honestly don't get don't get to see a lot of these people. So I don't know. It's uh and at worst 
anyone who thinks we're dumb for never have seen this, now we have. Right? Yeah. Here's proof. We have. Where, where's your <laughs> podcast? Now nobody can tell us we haven't seen the 1992 Royal Rumble. That's right. How do we know you saw it? Unless you're watching right now with us. And, and, and in which case, uh, we thank you. So I was talking over this entrance. I'm not sure who this is. It is Tito Santana. Tito Santana. Oh, there's Rick hanging over the edge. Another thing about Sean, he wasn't eliminated super quickly. Right. Yeah, he was. They had him literally on the ropes earlier, but I think he's. Uh, I mean, he didn't like look he, weak against Rick and the British Bulldog, so. Right. And the British Bulldog has looked like a sledgehammer so far. Oh. Oh. You know, Michaels. That looked like they were for a second, but. Not if it's just one. All right, David Boy Smith not really giving the the full effort to get, get Shawn Michaels over the over the top rope there, but Rumbles will have such spots, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, Rick was I, already know, like forty here, right? I he yeah he's seventy one now. So minus yeah, we did the math 29. last week, right? So minus twenty nine. Um, 40, yeah, yeah 42, 42. Definitely. I feel like the punches were a lot better back then, you know? Ooh. That was oh. a cool forearm. Take that, Roman Reigns. There's a Superman punch or forearm or whatever you want to call it. I definitely next... don't think people were... Staying for too late in their careers back then, right? No, yeah, this is uh, more extended. Yeah, I think I think ninety three. Flair goes back to WCW. I might have that wrong, and people are going to get mad at me. But he, um, yeah, he he bounces around a lot, and one of the reasons is because Vince thinks that he's too old. You know, Vince doesn't like older guys. Vince doesn't like older wrestlers. I, 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 now it's crazy. Now he loves older wrestlers because they're the <laughs> ones that made him money w- way back when. This who's, who's, okay? Who is this? <laughs> oh, that's cool. That looks, like um, a, that looks like Conan the Barbarian. It is the Barbarian. Exactly <laughs> it's just the Barbarian. <laughs> yeah. I was making a joke, but I was right. Yeah, was also an NWA at one point. Okay, and that's I. I um. I, Maybe WCW, just like a such a '90s character, you know, the Barbarian. Like, could you get away with that in 2020? We did that quiz a few weeks ago, right? Where you had to guess if it was a mushroom or a wrestler. I think this was one of the <laughs> options. <laughs> mushroom or a wrestler? What a, yeah, what a fantastic like a this or that quiz. Wizard or whatever. All right, Sean is up on the ropes, just waiting for something. Yeah, I, a, I guess they're trying to get move. people in, but it feels like they need to make an elimination sooner <laughs> rather right. than later. What a payoff. <laughs> oh, oh, look at Sean. Is he going to? Okay. Oh, slippery, slippery. He's the, he's the survivor. 
they've had him. Oh, there he, there he goes again. He's going to – nope, right back in. And next, number nine this is? Jeez. The Texas Tornado. Wrestlers looked different back then. I uh, Well, it was it, the yeah, man. Yeah, no shit, but like – it is noticeable. Yeah, everyone was a uh, one on steroids, but two, you know, to get hired, you had to be like six three plus, two hundred and fifty uh, pounds plus. Uh, like flare, what a sell, dude! Did he just do a face plant? Yeah, and yeah. then he bounced right afterwards. You love it. Uh, you love to see it. Sean <laughs> Sean. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's all over the place. Shawn Michaels is so clearly the second best guy in this ring, even even this early in his career. I, well, like, I think this is, you know, let me let me look this up so I don't look like a total asshole and be like, oh, he's already won the WWE championship three times. Oh, no, no. But you just sound like one. They can't see you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these guys here, they just look like those He-Man action figures. They're built different. Built different. Okay, yeah, disregard everything I said. He's been wrestling a while. <laughs> All right, how many championships? None? And I see? Uh, it, it looks like he was still... This was the tail end of the Rockers. So he was still a tag team guy. Yeah, I mean, this is still this is still right where we kind of assumed. I think that's what we were saying. Is, On his is, rise, yeah, that's yeah. cool. This is before. This is this is obviously before all the Brett stuff, and so, obviously, you know, the Taker stuff is is perhaps what people you know love the most from him, and that was in like the mid two thousands. So what I, I I who the hell is this? In D Generation X, there's still a lot more to come. So who I'm looking this? at. It. And it looks like uh, this is the repo man. If I had to guess, oh, this is the repo man. Is it? Yes. Why does he just look like a burglar? Well, you know, because I understand repossessions, burglary. They are not. Well, Um, but would you want to be recognized as the man who's supposed to be repossessing? That's not how I would go about being discreet. Uh, anyways, back to Shawn Michaels. Uh, I just looked it up. 1992 was the beginning of the Heartbreak Kid uh, gimmick. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because he looks—he doesn't look like the iteration that we like all know and think of. Right. So I think this was uh, the very beginning of him uh, as a singles wrestler. In and... the tale of the Rockers. Right. So the is yeah. th- that famous breakup just happened or happened I, within the past few years? I believe it was literally months if not weeks before this according to wikipedia wikipedia is always a good source for this kind of stuff and i don't think we've had an elimination since uh haku got thrown out right no yeah uh not 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 a whole lot so in right now is sean michaels rick flair uh the barbarian the repo man uh david boy smith um Tito Santana. Yep. Tito Santana's in there. And the Texas Tornado. Tornado. That's the last one. Yep. 
So we have a bunch, a bunch of people. Yeah, they got to start getting some of these guys out soon. Oh, that was a horrible sell right there by the repo. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's like, oh, you punched me? Oh, let me think about it for a second. Ooh. And do you guys know who this is? No. It's Greg the Hammer no. Valentine. He was just a, he was in the audience for the strap match. I heard an Alex yeah. say his name. He looks like shit. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. 100% natural. I think he looks fine. Yeah, you know what? I can believe that. I mean, he looks fine, but next to all these roided out dudes, he looks hey, like a chubster. Guess who else is still alive? Rick yeah, Flair. he's 41 at this point, so he's he's similar to Ric Flair's age. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely having him next to Davy Boy Smith, and even next to Ric Flair, he's the uh, he's the lesser man physically. I don't know. There's more of them. Or next to the Barbarian. But seriously, Barbarian or Repo Man, these guys got to get out soon, right? Like, Some are they known? At least the characters at least have to have disappeared. The Repo Man, I think, was definitely uh, kind of a cult favorite. I feel like he, uh, he he very much seems like the kind of guy that I would have been super into if I was watching around this time. You would have been a fan <laughs> of the Repo Man. That that's that's if your. Heart. I, if I was 25 and watching wrestling in 1992, yeah, I probably would have been a big Repo Man fan. Austin, <laughs> up until recently, Austin was a big fan of Elias. That's true. I do. Might I, still I, be. You like Elias? It kind of sucks now, but yeah, I used to. I, I loved Elias when he was first doing his his, uh, uh, his gimmick of just being a dick and like in the singing and like manipulating the crowd thing. That was kind of fun for a while. Yeah, that's, that's what I liked. I feel oh, like oh, Shawn Michaels is once again in peril. He gets out of it. Yeah, man, he's he's been the survivor so long, so far. I like Rick putting the barbarian over Nikolai the top rope, Volkov. but also holding his leg down. Nikolai Volkov, he has to be the oldest person in this ring at this point. He is fucking forty-five. Yo, he he looks like over a rope now. Oh, yeah. He, I feel like he's going to start clearing house. I, he may. Who's out? Valentine also looks like he's got to go. Yeah, he's, Valentine looks gassed, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay, Repo Man <laughs> is just standing and creeping in the. Oh, I, I love Repo Man just creeping around. I that, yeah, that he's got no purpose me. other than just to like just stay hidden. You don't have to engage. Yeah, I mean, he—it's he, funny because that like draws the eye as 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 a watcher. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, you got him pairs, 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 and then what's this guy doing? Look at him, still <laughs> creeping around, lurking around the back of everything. Yeah, You're right. We would be Repo Man fans. <laughs> Big Repo fan. Why? Why ever do no selling? Why are you no selling? Yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh. And there goes Volkov. That is the exact opposite of what I thought was going to happen. Nope. Like I said, get the oldest guy out of here now. <laughs> Repo Man is still creeping. Wait, Repo Man eliminated him. Repo Man's got one elimination. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. I mean, it was assisted, but yeah.
Hammer Shawn Michaels asked. once again being double teamed up on the well, ropes. We're already past get 10 people. So we're a third of the way through this rumble, and it does not feel we're like a third of the way through a rumble, I feel like. Oh, it's flying. Oh, this guy. People cheer for him? Oh, big boss man. Yeah. This <laughs> is, it, it is not 2020 where being a policeman is not always favorable. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I guess some people would think of the police as the face, but... You would almost definitely not, you know, I mean, I don't know. You have Mustafa Ali, who they do talk about him being a former police officer. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's an interesting gimmick. Whoa! What an uppercut. Buddy, man, Michaels he's, has looked he, so good. I, I know it's not exactly a hot take to say Shawn Michaels, good wrestler. But. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, great seller, good wrestler. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> what oh, what I learned watching the 92 Rumble. Shawn Michaels, good. I'm just saying, it's interesting because I think for a lot of people, this might have been their, well, maybe not their first chance to really see Shawn Michaels in the, you know, prime time. No, for sure. But, it's it's the Royal Rumble. It's it's a main it's you know, in the fifth Royal Rumble, I feel like this is where like by five it's really, you know, sticking and people are like, I I gotta tune into this Royal Rumble thing because it's an event. It's five years, you know. Yeah, the first couple I've heard are very weird. Um I haven't, you know, watched anything earlier than this. But um I I oh there goes Davy Boy. Rick oh, got no. Rick got Davy Boy out. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I, oh man, I can't even, I can't even get a sentence wow, out without Rick. somebody. Try to get your sentence out quick. Oh <laughs> uh, God, I totally lost my train of thought. So I think, I think Rick, Rick Flair just eliminated the Texas tornado and, um, Davey boy and Davey and boy. Bulldog. But I think, I think somewhere we oh, missed Greg man. Valentine getting tossed oh, out. Oh, is that it for Sean? And there goes Michaels Dang. with, so what, with what, Tito Santana. Austin, what you were saying about Sean, like, yeah, it is kind of not great to just say like, hey, you know, this guy that everybody widely considers as being awesome is actually good. But what it is, is that you're getting like a genuine reaction of someone. So, yeah, it's kind of true. Like, yeah, he's that good, but also he's a highlight. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. Barbarian still in. Some, I mean, we, we miss still. Greg. We miss Greg Valentine getting eliminated. He's not here Rick or Flair. hiding. What a sequence from this fucking guy! Just holds up the barbarian's hand, immediately turns on him, and then just starts cowering away from him. Like, oh, please, <laughs> and then gets planted. Anything wrong? I'm just an old man. And then, yeah, it just gets planted. I'm just an old man. I only eliminated two people. So now, are we down to just four? Big yeah. Boss Man. So. Barbarian wow. Rick, and who's this, this other, other guy, guy that came Whoa! in? Oh, he's gone. Barbarian's gone, and this other guy's other gone. That's guy. okay. Whoever he was, is that Hercules? Rick Flair does not look good. I I have not. He looks unwell. And he, well, not, I mean, he doesn't look like ill, but oh, okay. All right. That was a good sell, but I, none of his offense has looked like anything that would ever work in any kind of actual, oh my God. 
Well, I don't think that's how he wins his match. That was the cell. He got him. He got him with the gravity. Yeah, he com- yep. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Boss man, I don't, I don't know if I recommend taking a big leap like that, especially near or over a rope. But yeah, like I get, yeah, I get that it's Ric Flair and, and Rick's yeah. standing all alone. Austin, you said that Ric Flair doesn't look good, but he is a performer through and through. Right. No. So there, there are certain spots where he has looked good, but I think in general, if you're just watching him as like as a think- fighter. I'm just watching him do these things that look like they're supposed to be offense and they just do not look like they would hurt anybody. Hmm. That's Roddy. Yeah. I think you're seeing Rick. I think people recognize that Ric Flair is old right now. Yeah. I mean, he's still Ric Flair. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things, but I don't know. I'm probably picking nits. I mean, that's okay. If it's what sticks out to you, then, you know, it makes sense. Uh, so here's a fun thing. I don't think I've ever actually watched a Rowdy Roddy Piper match, and this guy is coming out like a goddamn firecracker. Yeah, and he's not, I mean, he's, he's, he's not, not the youngest old, old either, here. Right? But, yeah, he's, uh, I've heard a lot of Rowdy Roddy Piper promos on, like, podcasts. A lot of people play yeah. audio of him, but I, I feel heard. like I don't see a lot of his matches just because of the age. I've I've definitely heard more of his promos and I've seen his matches. Yeah. This might be it for Flair. Oh boy. You think? Not this move specifically, but this matchup. And look at this, he doesn't even have his arm around his chin. Okay, come on guys. I know I know it's You were saying the strike looked better. I was saying, yeah, when he first came in, yeah, he was. They might have, they might have just also been, you know, potatoes. He's gonna need Rick's gonna need someone to come in and save him, basically. Yeah, seems to be the theme of the. I feel like a hold like that's a lot easier to sell correctly. Oh, for sure, and they're doing a good job of it. No (laughs) snake, but it is Jake Roberts. Like you got to You got to get. You got to get the elbow under the chin. You know, like yeah. if if you are you are you are, you are are you taking this this podcast time to uh to tell Roddy Piper how to. Yes, as 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 Austin. a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm critiquing I'm, Roddy Piper. I'm, okay. I'm sorry to break bad you. form. Your criticisms are falling on deaf ears. Don't know half as much about wrestling as I do. <laughs> Says this guy who has never seen a Roddy Piper match before. <laughs> That's the clip that we use to promote this episode. Jake is Jake is massive, dude. I I mean huge. Yeah, he's it's crazy seeing him now and I mean he looks he looks small, but I feel like that's cuz he's also with Lance Archer, who is well, that tall. is true. But he's also he's just as big as yeah, I guess they make each other height. look smaller. Height. Yeah, he's still a big dude, but like, uh, this is different. You know what I mean? He's like towering over these guys that he's actually fighting. It's just it's just a different kind of feel. Oh, and yeah, Flair gets the uh... it's, it's, stop tapping. It doesn't help. 
<laughs> yeah, why would you go for the figure four in a? I guess to wear him down. I mean, you want to wear him down, yeah. yeah. Why would Roddy attack both of them? Jeez, <laughs> Rod, Rod, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, and Jake Roberts all in the Rumble at one time. That's a uh... people. People keep voluntarily teaming up with Ric Flair, and then when Ric Flair has the advantage with this new buddy, he just turns on the guy when he could easily make it two on one. You ditched me. Like, and then the other guy doesn't even retaliate. He just goes for the guy they were attacking in the first place. I, it doesn't make Hacksaw sense. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is next. Are you allowed to use the 2 by 4 Probably not. I, I, he's got he one. And, uh, well, oh, he, he dropped, he dropped it. <laughs> I've never seen a better wind-up for a series of punches. This is amazing. <laughs> God, that's that. That was a stiff arm. That wasn't a clothesline. <laughs> yeah, wrestling. Wrestling was different back then. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, geez, jeez. These yeah, people Jake, are having a bunch of fun. Jake's like waist is at the top rope. It is so difficult for me to pick out who were supposed to be the heels and who were supposed to be the faces right now because all of these guys feel like heels. I mean, I mean they, yeah, I feel like Jake Roberts is a heel. Here. I I feel like the people pop for Duggan, so yeah, probably did, but I, I would not think of Duggan as a as a face. I mean, maybe I, I, I like I, I I guess I get it. People pop for heels. All right, it's a pretty uh, little bit of offense from Ric Flair for once. Yeah, I will say it feels like we're hitting another little uh, lull where they need to build up some stories in the ring. Yeah, got a feeling somebody big's about to come out. I, I'm I, I, chops. Oh, those are some chops. I, I'm those are say some chops. Oh, those are some chops. I'm going to say it again. I'm surprised that Ric Flair is still in here. And I don't know how many more times I'm going to say that this rumble. A lot. Yeah, um, who do we got? Oh, All right, someone well, big, you say? Wrong. Not really right, yeah. Who is this? Irwin? He's tall. Oh, is this yeah, IRS? It is IRS, yes. This is a great heel. Mike Rotunda? Mm-hmm. Oh, is this a Rotunda? Yeah. yeah. This uh, is Brian Bo's dad. Okay, cool. I, I love how the character is also his initials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erwin <laughs> <laughs> R. Scheister. So what is... Wait, his last name Scheister? Yeah. What is the... Oh. Uh, I, I guess... I guess I'm taking this personally because my mom used to work for the IRS, but... Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, no, what is yeah. the gimmick? The gimmick he, he is that the IRS takes your money. All right. <laughs> I guess I guess people see them as bad. Yeah. All right. He's like the repo man, but like in your face about it oh okay yeah he doesn't wear the mask yeah exactly and he's like sneak I'm around doing- in the ring he's just brute force the irs tells the repo man what to get yeah that's kind of true was that ever a tag team irs and repo man <laughs> what what do you what would they call it should have been i mean um god you know i feel like they were put that up on the poll <laughs> What would the tag team of IRS and Repo Man be called? It's not really a poll, it's just a question. 
Yeah, I guess it's not a poll. Not really a... A poll would be a multiple choice. Okay, listen. listen. No, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I'm also trying to figure it out. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I'm just... I, I feel like we could get some good answers for this. I mean, they wouldn't call themselves... They Fine, wouldn't if you're listening to this, what, what would be the... What would be... Reply in the comments at MSC Pro Wrestling or at Davey Rosenberg. What would be the what, what's the question? What would be the tag team name of the Repo Man? Yeah, and Erwin R. Scheister, the collections so agents. Thing that ah. we all kind of uh, on. So you were you were one off, Austin. Cool. There's a big name in the ring or coming to the ring now, and that is, and that big, is I don't want Jimmy say Superfly Snooker. Okay, I was gonna say something wrong. So I'm glad I kept quiet. It's okay. I mean, he he, you know, killed the one. You woman. know, he does look like that jumping headbutt was pretty sick. He's he's wearing shoes. I don't think he <laughs> like, usually wore shoes, right? I don't. I honestly don't know much about him other than that he killed allegedly Nancy Argentino. So that's that's all I. That got. is the first time Ric Flair has done the delayed sell this this match. Right. I mean. I think people are willing to just accept whatever Ric Flair gives them. Oh, no, for sure. I just want to keep count of it because it's funny. <laughs> Snooker is a monster, dude. Oh, my God. Hey, he, he's a, a big roided out fellow. You know, Jake doesn't actually look like he's on anything. I mean, no. he's, he's large, but not popping out of his skin. God, these chops, man. Yeah. Is there some beef that I don't know about? I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. Oh. I feel like the personalities were bigger back then. Yeah. I I mean, they are. Yeah, they're certainly big names of the times. I just don't know. Uh, You know, someone's probably going to comment and say, of course, they had an historic beef, but. I didn't know about it. All right. Who's it going to be? Who's it? Oh, (laughs) I know this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He looks so young. The Undertaker. Crazy. And... Uh... So Undertaker debuted in twenties here at a Survivor Series, but I forget which one. Uh, blah 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 Could blah blah. Before this, I mean, it, it was must have been before this, <laughs> dude. I feel like just well, this past year we had a uh, some kind of big number anniversary for it. Oh yeah, Undertaker yeah. thirty was last year, so it must yeah, so have maybe been... the nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, He's time to clean around. house. There goes one Undertaker out Snooker. And is he going to get Flair? That that would be a way to make the Undertaker look real strong. Dude, he already looks real strong. Holy crap. No, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, you don't really have to do much convincing when it comes to this guy. I, look, I understand. But he is still in his like Phantom of the Opera looking stage, you know? It like, might also... I, dude, I love this look with like the actual purple. Yeah. And like the the boot cover, two points. (laughs) (laughs) He just kicked him in the nuts. Yeah, yeah. 
And IRS is helping him. Is IRS part of his crew? Uh, no, I think he's just um, a heel. So yeah. if if they were a tag team, death and taxes. <laughs> okay. See, we don't need a, we don't need Twitter for that one. I don't need a poll for that one. Argue with me. Just no selling the chops. He's gonna no sell everything. He's dead. What's he supposed to feel? How are they gonna kill this guy? Oh my god. Oh, it's the Macho Man. The sprint to the <laughs> ring. Look at Rick just fall over for no reason. I love it. He just runs in, looks around, and immediately starts getting decked. <laughs> I mean, that's that's commitment, you know? No, just... I, Rick saw him run into the ring and fell over. I don't know if I missed the punch or if Rick was just, like, trying to make himself not be a target. Falling over. Like, that's so totally... this. This certainly is... I, I was talking about the high-caliber amount of people in there earlier, but now we have Jake Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Undertaker, and Macho, Macho Man. Man. Yeah, I think yeah. on Star and IRS. alone would be the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. Like it's just, it's got everybody in it. This was the it, this was the title match. But I'm sure there's others that that the people are gonna say that it's like Rock and Stone Cold and. What he just eliminated himself? Oh, what an idiot! <laughs> what the hell. Is this a feud we didn't know about? I, I I know I feel like I've seen them have stuff on the Saturday main events that we've watched in the past. I don't know if you guys have watched that with me, but he's I, I so think that they have had some he doesn't stuff. care about the rules and he just eliminated himself to attack right. a guy that he just eliminated. Through the other ropes. I don't <laughs> think he's out there. No, he hundred percent eliminated himself. Yeah. I don't think he's out. He definitely is. Yeah. I don't think he's out. Announce just said that he's out. He eliminated him. Announce team just said that he eliminated himself. Really? Rope through. Oh, you have to be thrown over the rope? Is that what you're saying? This is insane. That's kind of stupid. But I all feel right. like this is a botch that they're working in. You have to be thrown out by someone else. It's so stupid. How hard is that to call? <laughs> yeah i wonder I, i'm sure i'll read an observer after this and it'll be like yep he just was high and made a mistake <laughs> yeah, it's a botch that is one of the dumbest botches i've ever seen was that what, what was that noise was that someone just breathing into the mic i thought that was On... taker so so he's still in savage yeah yeah yes Huh. He went the, over the top rope, but he wasn't forced over the top rope. Right, so, so they just they just good. corrected it for themselves. <laughs> That's definitely what happened. I feel and like that, they must have that rule, that's right? Why, like, that's why Ric Flair kept going under the ropes to get out mm, instead yeah. of just jumping Rick over. Flair, Ric Flair's got the psychology. He remembered the rules. One of the later uh, Royal Rumble, like I think one of like the... Uh, one, one of the ones... 99 2001 one of those uh kane eliminates himself when he's chased by the uh the men in the white suits or whatever all the uh the insane asylum guys oh yeah and he just he just jumps over the rope and walks out i might be getting a couple uh rumbles uh 
kind of mixed up here, but he definitely at some point just jumps over the ropes and eliminates himself. This is um this is Robin Williams. <laughs> it's the berserker. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this is just, yeah, I'm just kind of taking it in right now. There's a whole lot going on. These are some uh, meaty boys. This uh, who this guy here, not not the barbarian. The one that <laughs> looks like Castaway Robin Williams. Not Robin Williams. You know, you know that, that one of the uh, yeah tom hanks there's that one meme of the guy who's just i don't know he's like in the woods or something and it just kind of zooms in on him and he just kind of goes like oh the nodding like guy what? the nodding approval guy oh, that kind of looks like there um, you go austin <laughs> that's, who, <laughs> that's who that looks like <laughs> yeah austin nodded on our video yeah. chat <laughs> it's an yeah, I guess it's audio medium really... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does look like a woodsman. The, I don't really understand the psychology of walking into a rumble and immediately hitting like two or three other guys. What do you mean? What are you supposed yeah. to do? Walk into the rumble and not hit anyone? Uh, no, Spot. pick one target and don't you know make yourself. You Which know. person are you talking about? Because if it's Undertaker, just fucking no, no, swing. No, 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 the the not the not barbarian, the castaway, the berserker, the berserker. Somebody, sorry, ropes. You know, you know, find somebody that's on the ropes. <laughs> And don't attack three Do you know different who this people. Is? No, is this? It's Virgil. Oh, oh it's Virgil. <laughs> we uh, oh, we my. saw Virgil trying to sell merch at Joey Janela's Spring Break too, and he cut a promo in the middle. Uh, they gave him the mic for whatever reason. Nice. At some point, and he was just talking so much wow. nonsense. It literally was so incoherent that incoherent that they just had to take the mic from him and say get off. Like it was it was embarrassing. It was it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in in pro wrestling. He was he was at that merch table all night. I don't think I saw a single person walk up to but him. He's, he it, that's the meme, isn't it? Like everyone knows this about him. It yeah, it was just kind of depressing. <laughs> but hey, he's still out there. He's still working. You know, good for him. I'll be honest, you know, I don't know what number we're at in this rumble, but there can only be a handful, half a dozen or so people left, right? Yeah, we gotta be past twenty, right? I definitely past twenty. You, I assumed you had a list up. I can pull one up. It looks that like Taker entrance was also pretty slow. We is, are at uh... twenty four. Wow, good call. 24 um, is coming in. Uh, uh. Oh, I guess 24 will come in eventually. Yeah, Rick's still in. I'm yeah, bro. Talking Rick about is... Rick in the fifth Royal Rumble. Yeah, is this going to be Ric Flair and Taker at the end? I don't want you to actually answer that, but that's... It feels like it. I feel like... I feel like there's going to be a big Final Four. 
and right now I feel like I feel like Flair and Taker have to be a part <laughs> of it. Colonel Mustafa. Colonel Mustafa. I don't even know. I, these know. are such like the nineties were a long time ago, weren't they? Uh they were. I guess early nineties. It's it's interesting watching old wrestling. You really get a little bit of perspective on how far it's come in terms of inclusivity and just kind of generally not being super racist. Generally not being super racist. Yeah, yeah they're obviously just vaguely super racist now. That's true. Yeah. I will say every every like person of color we've seen in this rumble is like everyone's a heel. Yeah, their their heels are gimmick based on their color, you know? What's what's yeah. virtual? Not, uh, Virgil is I don't know what he's supposed to be right true. now, but he's Virgil. It doesn't seem like he has a gimmick and I yeah, nobody, I'll be I don't to know. be fair, he's not like a pimp or anything, I think, right now. So that's good. Yeah, he's not the godfather. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> a literal pimp. Yeah, but he, he he I think he enjoyed that gimmick. He liked his hose. Yeah, he did. Yeah, people actually liked the Godfather. He was he was definitely a little racist, but he was the fun kind of racist, I guess. I, there is no fun kind of racist. Never say that on this podcast again. <laughs> Sorry, no, definitely not the right. The right. No, I think word. there's definitely. I know what you mean. There's there, there's a way to make a play on 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 people's because, like, at the end of the day, stereotypes like they're funny. You know what I mean? I'm Jewish, and I mean, I, I make even, jokes about pennies all the times because, like, even Rotunda's a uh, a stereotype here. Is he? Yeah. Uh, no, it's the no. last name, isn't he? IRS. This is real last name, that? Yeah. Oh yeah, shyster. Shyster is definitely. I mean, it, it means like thief, but like the pronunciation, I think, is there. Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's move on. Again, the '90s were a bad time. I I think you just misread that one. Anyways, uh, back to the rumble. Who is this man we in the got, pink tights? Got another entrant wearing some pink shorts. Rick Martel. All right, let's play this game. Steroids, steroids or no on Rick Martel? Yeah, I'm going to go steroids <laughs> for sure on this. Guy. I think so. Yeah. Uh, don't even have to think about it on that one. Uh, Ring is getting pretty full. Oh, I think with- Colonel Mustafa oh. just got dumped. Oh, yeah? Over on the left oh, side. Out to the outside again. And he just rolls back under. He has us down. He's, gonna- uh, he's got, his, uh, got his leg under the rope. And wrap up, yeah. Yeah, they need to start clearing some people out here. There's, what, like three or four entrants left. We're bound to get at least one or two more big, big, big names, I think. Yeah, whoever comes in is probably going to help clear out a few people. Who else was bigger? Oh, my God. Is Hulk Hogan in this match? Yes. Hulkster's got to show up soon, huh? How about Hogan? Look at that. God, what am I, an announcer or something? Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it for you, but Hogan Hogan's the next man in. There he is. 
Uh, do you guys want to play this game? Steroids or not? <laughs> this is not a game. We know. <laughs> it's all cheeseburgers. Hulk but... rules up in the back. So your partner eats vitamins. Yeah, it's cheeseburgers and milk. Good American cheeseburgers, brother. God, Hogan and Flair are really the worst wrestlers in the ring right now, aren't they? Maybe not the worst, but uh, Virgil is in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Virgil. Virgil probably. I I, I think you know, I think I think Flair is is easily the best wrestler in there. Yeah. Okay. The argument could be made for Taker. Taker also. Hogan for sure sucks. I mean, Hogan sucks from a technical standpoint, but he is. Oh no! God damn it! But he is good enough and big enough to eliminate the Undertaker. Oh no! You just exposed his bald head. <laughs> oh, he's hulking up. Oh, and the Berserker or whatever that guy's name was, ripping off his shirt. Barbarian Two Berserker Boogaloo. Barbarian Two Return of the Berserker. Uh, old man on old man violence. Virgil just threw himself out. Well, someone threw Virgil yeah, he, out, but he kind of jumped into it. Yeah, he jumped over the top rope into the guy's arms. This is so what, I'm going to say that Flair and Hogan and Savage are going to be in the final four. Yeah, definitely seems that way. Who's the fourth one then? Piper or, or TBD? Like I would assume. I would assume number they, thirty. They force Savage back in there. Yeah, that whoever was number thirty weird. is. That's going to be I'd a major. On that. I feel like that might be a major talking point. Who the fuck is this? Yeah, the 30 alligator, years man. Skinner. His name is Skinner. Not a fan. He looks like my grandpa. Guy definitely owns an airboat. I guess I, I do have the same question that someone asked earlier. What, why, why don't people just let let someone else eliminate Ric Flair? Like, why do they keep helping him? Like, yeah, that's, that's the crazy thing. They just keep teaming up with him for no reason, like, and he just keeps betraying them a second later. And like, are they not in the back watching this match? Like, Jesus, Rick is just getting by. Someone should take care of him. They might all be thinking like Rick is gassed. Maybe I can take him on later. One oh, is Piper still in there? Piper is no. still in, yeah. Is he really? That that's him right there. I Jeez. also don't know why anybody who was in WWF at this time would ever team up with Ric Flair. Piper could be the fourth guy. If if that's Savage what I said, Hogan. I think he's been in a while, but I guess I mean so is Ric Flair. Skinner's getting his offense in. Nice headlock on Hogan taking him over. <laughs> This is also probably a dark horse Final Four candidate at this point. Skinner? No, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh. Oh. And there goes Skinner.
Yeah, those his whatever that form is looks different. I don't know what that is, but I don't think I've ever seen a forearm thrown like uh, like Sergeant Slaughter's doing. Mm. Hulk Hogan. That was everybody, right? Just about. Slaughter and Ric Flair going at it. I feel like, uh, Slaughter was a pretty big name around this time, too. But he wasn't pretty, don't... right? Sorry, I, I can't count. What was that? Slaughter wasn't 30, was he? No, 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 no. Okay, we still okay. have uh, two more. Two more, okay. He was 28. Uh, when, Slaughter, when Slaughter entered, uh, the commentary team said he is the second former champion in the match. Second so. former champion. Wow. Who's the other? Which is interesting. Yeah, right? Who is the other? Because I feel like Flair and Hogan have both won titles at this point. Right? Yeah. What does that mean? What are they? Maybe talking Flair about, hasn't. Are they? Maybe Flair's about, been NWA champion for a, lo- a long time. That's possible. Are they talking about the specific belt for this match? Um, I think it was only one. There's no time. Royal Rumble belt. Yeah, there's no, 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 no. It's a vacant title, isn't it? Yeah, it's a vacant title, but there's only one. Like the the, the Universal title wasn't. Oh, a thing until you're right. You're right. You're right. Or whatever. I totally forgot that this was for a belt until you guys just reminded me. Right. Oh, Sid Justice just came out. There he goes. So, fun fact, Sid. Giant guy. Yeah, I had I actually did an interview with Sid. I really nice. didn't know much about him when I did it, but he was a nice enough guy. He gets a lot of shit in the media, but I'm a Sid guy. <laughs> Plus, he's a... Look at him. He's big. He's a very big guy. Look how big he is. And he likes softball. Jeez, I feel like I heard that impact on the forehead. I think there's eight people in the ring right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think I see eight. Maybe seven. But we're going to get some chain eliminations in just a second. There has to be. Because number 30 is the last person to come in. Yeah, I see three and three and two. So who do you think number 30 is going to be? A big name? It might be a letdown. Not necessarily a letdown, but maybe someone I, like we don't know that well. Judging by Sid's... I didn't hear commentary, but I think he's Sid Justice. In yeah, this. that's what I heard in the commentary. Right, because he looks like Babyface with the powder blue stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think he enjoyed being a Babyface, if I remember him saying correctly. he was It was not, not his thing. He looks pretty heelish, you know? I guess maybe this is his turn. Because he's Sid Vicious at a certain point. Yeah. Who could this be? 
And it's... Who is this? The Warlord. The Warlord. All yeah, right. Like a monster. Jesus. I, I thought it was the little man in the suit for a second, <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> it was a giant. Not quite. Well, who is the I'll Warlord? Think, I've never I heard think of I him. Can, I think he was on that Mushroom or Wrestler quiz, too. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. So he was one be... half of the Powers of Pain alongside the Barbarian, I guess. I do know the powers of pain, but I didn't know that was those two people. He was born in Pompano Beach, though. Nice. Hey, that's, local that's boy. Very close to where we live. That is where that's I live. Where I live. It's very close to where I live, and now you guys know where Austin and Donnie live. That's fine. Yeah, that's what's up. Represent. Oh, <laughs> um, there he goes. And he exits quickly. Yes, Pompano Beach. Represent. No, that was uh, that was slaughter oh, that thought- went out. Who was it? Slaughter that went out. Oh. Is Warlord gone too? He's not there. Warlord's still... No, he's still there. Oh, yeah, there he is. There he is. There he is. He's, he's with Savage. IRS. Talking all that shit. He's <laughs> somehow still in. That's certainly longer than I expected him to. Yeah, I, I thought he was just going to be in and out. I feel like he was a popular heel. Oh. Count him by the necktie. Good God. Maybe you shouldn't be wearing a necktie. There are worse ways to go out. I heard that horn. Oh, Piper. Current IC champion. That's a cool little footnote, I suppose. Warlord goes down. They're asking how long Piper's been in, but Flair's been in even longer. Yeah, that's true. Flair was like the second or third guy in. He was second, I think. Flair was number three. No, three. Well, yeah, one and two start together, obviously. Oh, no. Kind of forgot that we saw Flair's entrance and oh, you know, not remarkable. Yeah, that's right. Justice got Sid is the fourth. We had oh. we had the three, then Sid is the fourth. Yep, Sid eliminated uh, Martell and Piper. Yeah, to get mm-hmm. yep Hogan, Sid, Savage, and Flair. That is not a bad four. Not at all. These chops, man. Flair's going to look like Daniel Bryan after that 50-man rumble in Saudi Arabia. God, Sid looks like a taller Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, I've thought that before. Yeah. He is uh, hes very, I mean, I guess Brock Lesnar looks like a shorter Sid. They do have similar facial features. Oh, geez. There goes Hogan. Down- Turn around, buddy, with your ramen noodle hair. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Not like this. So I think this is definitely the Sid heel turn. Wow. That is a finish that will be emulated many times over the coming years. Jeez. 
Jesus. Well, the dumbest possible thing. That's that's a way to do it that makes a lot of sense, and it leaves a lot of room for storytelling in the future. And Flair goes the distance. Flair, yeah, Flair's the uh, the Iron Man. Yeah, that was awesome. Just oh my gosh! Just imagine that. Imagine fighting your way to the end of all of that, eliminating the second to last guy, and then just concerning yourself more with him than the final guy that you have to actually eliminate. I mean, I don't think people understood much about strategy back then, just because there hadn't been that many rumbles. I'm not going to complain. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was good. It was just that's uh, yeah. I mean. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm is complaining this his, about. Is this his first point. title reign? I think it might have been. It feels like it shouldn't be, but like and now, of course, it looks like Sid and Hogan is the next program. I can't imagine that the 2021 Royal Rumble will be uh, as exciting. What do you guys think? Yeah, probably not. That was very, very good, just start to finish. Um, I know I complain a lot, but that's just kind of how I watch stuff. I, I really did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, uh, that was awesome. Easily one of the best Royal Rumbles I've ever seen. For sure. I think, um, you know, not a hot take, but Ric Flair, clearly best performance of the night. Um, but, you know, it was good to see, like, Sean. I don't think I've ever seen, like, Shawn Michaels kind of do that. Like Younger yeah. Shawn Michaels, younger Undertaker. Um, I haven't seen a lot of the, you know, the Barbarian and Berserker guys that we talked about. Um, and IRS, I mean, IRS proved something to us today. So yeah, no, it was, it was a great mix of the old guard of the eighties on their way out with guys like Hogan and flair Definitely, with the, uh, the young guys coming in pre attitude era. Uh, it was real. I mean, it was just, I, I, you'd be hard pressed to find a Royal rumble as star studded as this one was. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think we might find out some stars that would have been in current rumbles. But even nowadays you have so many big names that are kind of underutilized where you might only see it later that their careers were bigger than they seem like on a week to week basis. It, it's funny. You know, I think we picked this one because everyone said that it was like the best ever. Uh, so we'll have to see how it stacks up to this current Royal rumble. You know, I was saying earlier that I don't know if it's going to, it's going to be quite as good, but I wonder if it's even going to be, if it's going to feel like the same company or in the same league, because, you know, it is 30 years uh, of difference in the organization, obviously name changes and roster changes and stuff. But um, it feels like watching this felt like watching a different company. It didn't feel like watching any of the main roster, main roster stuff that we talked about earlier today. So uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun doing this watch along and I hope that uh, I hope that everyone that listen to this episode watch along with us and enjoyed it too and um if you guys liked it definitely hit us up on twitter i'll say it again at msc pro wrestling or at dave b rosenberg um just give us suggestions of stuff you want us to watch this was a lot of fun uh for i think austin and donnie you guys had a good time right had a lot of fun yeah yeah so if you ever want to do this again um i think we will do this again kind of for big events like this but uh i know sometimes people really just have like a love for a certain episode or a certain uh like old, you know, event or something. So hit us up with those. We'd love to do that. Um, and I think maybe, that's really all from us this week, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe a certain match or a certain Royal Rumble or something like that over a whole episode, probably. 
But uh, yeah, I'd definitely be down to do this again. 100%. All right. Well, until next week, guys.